That was just uh, going over the rabble over here. The uh, the the excellent book collection you got here, <laughs> fantastic literature, big butt book, yeah, big pussy, pussy book. book, penis book. <laughs> I like to cover all right. the bases. Oh yes, oh yes, including the big old fake. This back is over here. this is Alexis Texas's butt, right? Yeah. Okay, that's because that's what I told him. I was like, I wasn't. I was like, I believe. I'm pretty sure that's what I heard him say before. But yeah, those all came from like somewhere overseas. Oh no, yeah, those came from Amazon. That was Amazon. The small ones came from Amazon. The big ones came like all over. Oh, okay. A couple other ones I got like off eBay and stuff like that. So they would come from like the UK and places like that. But I don't know, man. I'm like an obsessive person. When I get fixated on something, I have to have it. So like when I first thought it was like the big butt book, I thought it was going to be the big one. That's the 3D version on the other side right there. <laughs> it's the, the real big ones are in the, in the living room. But like... I, when I got those, I was like, nah, this is not going to cut it, man. I got to get the big ones. And they were hard <laughs> yeah. to find. Some of them were pretty hard to find. Oh, I bet. Like, I don't even like penis, but I got the penis book, too. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Is that's a, It's to very complete, similar to that book I was telling you about at my, oh, my buddy's yeah. house. <clears throat> to complete the collection. Yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, I so had, you had to have it all. And they didn't have, I think, like, the leg book. I don't think they have that in 3D. I couldn't find that in 3D, even when I went to, like, the website. What is this book? The blue one or the pink one? The very on the very bottom. Oh, that's like some chick. She's like a porn star, Vanessa something. You could Del Rio. Yeah, like it's like her story or something. Oh, it was on Amazon when I was looking for other stuff. So I just, you know, it's like person bought this. They also bought this. So <laughs> yeah, because I've never noticed that one bought. down there. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, frequently bought together. Let's get the whole collection in one shot. But apparently, that- she was like a big porn star, like in the seventies and eighties, I guess. Ooh, tough out there. She's still doing porn? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Well, she was in the 70s and 80s. She was probably, what, 20 when she started? Well, I mean, what's yeah. that? Nina Hartley, she still does porn, I believe. And she was back then in the <laughs> 70s. Oh, my gosh. That's the lady with all the instructional videos yes. out there. Yeah, yeah. She, she's helping out those uh, those young men be, uh, <laughs> be a little better at what they got to do out there. My God. Is Dr. Drew still alive? Dr. Drew? I mean, Dr. Ruth. Oh, I don't know. Oh, what was the lady's <laughs> name that she used to be on PBS? Somebody sent me that the other day. She she would tell us about like penis. Like she like I think like, that was Doctor Ruth. It was that Doctor Ruth. Yeah, okay. little old lady. Yeah. No, this I think he's talking about this lady. Let me find it. I forget, literally just I, I forget her me. name, but I I just it popped in my head the other day, and I remember watching this like. Who is this old, like, she was like 90, she was probably only like 50 at that time, right? Yeah. I was like, who is this old ass <laughs> lady? lady. Yeah, 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 that's the lady I'm talking about. Yeah. Right? Is that not Dr. Ruth? No, this isn't Dr. Ruth. I don't know what this lady's name is. Oh my gosh. Yeah, somehow people just stopped aging that much after the 90s. Let's see. I think the lotion got better or something. Well, I found a picture the other day and it was showing the pictures of the characters' age in the in sitcoms. Yeah, dude, people looked old as fuck back then. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, like, how old do you think uh, Fred from Sanford and Son was? That's oh. the dad, right? Yeah, yeah. Fred. Red Fox. Uh, Red Fox. Red Fox. Yeah, sorry, Red Fox was in this. Yeah, the that... picture said he was only like fifty in, in while they were shooting that show. <laughs> I was oh, like, that's wild. man. Or what about uh, was it Paulie from Rocky? Dude, yeah. That guy, like, he was barely older than <laughs> Sylvester Stallone in that movie. It looked he like he looks, could have been his dad. Yeah. Dude, like, like, damn, bro. He just looks so much older, though. Yeah. Dr. Ruth is still alive. I'm trying to find that other lady, though. Wow, yeah, she's got to be in her 90s now. Yeah, Susan? Dr. Ruth is, uh, 
94. Wow. She just turned 94 on the 4th of this Oh, month. man. I hope she's still doing something. You That'd think she's fun. still fucking? Yo, it's got to be. Oh, got to be. Right. Times are tough. She's in New York, right? It's <laughs> a lot of people. I mean, yeah. You know, shit. <laughs> There's got to be somebody. Go, I always go back to guys will fuck anything. Yeah. I mean. Especially when they've been locked in a house for two years. <laughs> oh, yes. 94-year-olds are starting to look a lot better. What was that lady's name? I mean, there's definitely porn with, like, some 80-year-olds on, like, Pornhub, I'm sure. I'm sure I've probably Sue browsed Johansson. past that once or twice. Yeah, yeah. She's still alive, too. She's Canadian. <clears throat> um, She's 92. Damn. Wow. So, all these ladies dropping the knowledge in the 80s and 90s. So I wonder who would be better, Nina Hartley, Dr. Ruth, or just Sue Johansson Pull up, pull up uh, oh, Nina tough. Hartley. See what she looks like right now. Oh, she's hot, man. I would fuck her. Didn't Dr. Ruth emigrate here from Europe, like, after World War II? Because she talked with the big accents. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, she's from Germany. Oh, so she experienced some wild stuff. So <laughs> she, you know what? You might have to go with Dr. Ruth on that one. Who knows? Let's see here. Nina Hartley today. But yeah, I remember those educational videos that she would do. <laughs> And she would always wear like gloves when she would like finger yeah. the girls. Like, why are you wearing oh gloves? Oh my god! Yeah, she's always <laughs> teaching you take it without condoms, and you're gonna use gloves on somebody. <laughs> so they're probably fucking like right after they record the show, you know, like oh, right yeah. set. So like now let's let's go for real. She's sixty three. Damn. Oh, she's definitely still doing porn. Then. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's she probably does OnlyFans at least. Yeah, for sure. Here, you know, for sure. today. So because like these days. I'll see in my feed. On like Pornhub or X Hamster or whatever, like mature porn, but it, it's like fifty five. And they don't <laughs> mature porn is like that's anything, her? anybody oh, over thirty. She doesn't even look. She said she was what sixty huh. three. Yeah, I mean right. people age different. Right? It's holding it together. The like this picture every time I, oh my god every it's time so, i see a porn person so, gotta, i'm gonna have to believe his name but every time i see a porn person this this guy is always the like best it. Is, oh, the best is the oh, best is that's no. yeah when you look at it when you go when you scroll through instagram yeah and you say like i'm bad bitch and you're like oh, i'm gonna send that tone like my learning here you know? yeah. <laughs> like, why are you gonna send it to you already seen it yeah. just busting your friends on that i was like what the fuck it's like bro you gotta you could you could not like it and still like it, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, one, somebody, one of our friends from downtown, yeah, trouble, one of our friends from downtown, sent me a screenshot. He's like, "Jesus Christ, this is all that Tony looks at online." I'm like, "How did you find?" I was like, "How did you obviously. find it though?" <laughs> You're sending me a screenshot of his yeah. profile of his likes. Are you looking at the same thing? Yeah. Was this Joseph? No, it was Stephen Thompson. This is like oh. this is like a like a year ago or something, like a year and a half ago. Oh my god! He's like, "What's up with your boy?" I was like. Yeah, then you got the guys that comment on those threads. And hey, they, beautiful. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> when is that ever? <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> oh, it's most likely some fat Russian guy posting these pictures for a girl anyway. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Office somewhere. Kim, what is it? Uh, Kim.com. What is that guy's name? Remember him? Who? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember he had some like porn thing or something? No, he had the hosting service for. It was like who was that? It was like he was on a big podcast like last year. Or something. It was like Mega Box or something like that, but it would host stuff that people would upload porn to. Oh, you talking about like the free streaming thing that I used to have on the Fire Stick? No, no, no it's just like a, it's kind of like a Dropbox. Oh, okay. basically. Mm. But yeah, I, I saw a, I saw a picture. Maybe that's a picture from what you're talking about, Dave. But like, <sighs> I saw a picture of him. I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot all about that guy." 
Oh, yeah. And then I was like, oh, here he is now all of a sudden. Yeah, I've been laying low. Yeah, well, hey, apparently, he would apparently, money at that. yeah, apparently he got like um, in some trouble or something like that. Oh, well, you know, that, that, that environment comes with it a little bit. Sometimes you can get mixed up with the wrong folks out there. And then you got the guy that did the Girls Gone Wild video series. Ooh. I mean, that's, have, have you a, seen the documentary? That's yeah, there's out? a new thing I saw about him. I haven't seen it yet, but there's I saw a, there's, a new doc, there's a new new documentary? Yeah, so yeah. There's two. I haven't seen it yet, but I heard a breakdown on it, and it is just... Exactly what you thought it was. It's just mostly exactly what you thought it was. I have a friend, or we have a friend, that she's on one of those Girls Gone Wild videos. Oh, no. Yeah. And, like, I remember remember ordering the videos when they first came out back in, like, you know, whatever, 2001 or something like that. I remember ordering them, and then I was watching one, and I was like, hold up. Rewind. I saw the girl. I was like, okay, I got to take this to my buddy's house. I took it to my buddy's house. He was like, holy shit, that is the girl. And then we had to show one more friend. We got confirmation. Oh, no. I'm not going to say mean, who. How many people do you need to see if it's the girl you know, man? Yeah. I just, I just, we just had to make sure, you know? Because yeah. It's like the JFK investigation over here. <laughs> Get it from every We just angle. have to make sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, but yeah, I can imagine if like. Somebody's like that's been uploaded somewhere for free, and someone's just scrolling through, and they see her. Like, what the fuck? That's got to be rough, especially if she's got kids or something that accidentally come across that at some point. That's got to ruin a relationship. I think with the (laughs) digital age, it's going to be a lot of that shit. Oh yeah. So like now, there's a kid that's going to be the president in the future has a sex tape on their phone right now. Oh yeah, that's just that. (laughs) It's it's kind of fucked up, but like growing up. When I did, I mean, I, I graduated high school in 2008. So, like, God, flip phones young. and picture. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but, like, picture phones, all that kind of shit was, like, starting to become a thing around that time. And then the iPhone dropped, like, was that my senior year? And yeah. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> it's like, look at this. Now, in hindsight, complete hunk of shit at the yeah. time. It's just revolutionary. <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah, they're, they're basically anybody my age or younger has accidentally participated in some illegal shit on their phone yeah. just by having fun doing kid shit, you know? Mm-hmm. See, when, like, we were, when we were at that age, there was no record phone. I mean, there might be in a phone, yeah. a little flip phone, but it didn't record, oh, you yeah. know? So, like, that's how we got away with so much dumb shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was – I remember we got real sad at the end of senior year. My friend Danielle was trying to put together this uh, this big photo album from high school. She was, like, the annoying photo person. Oh, world. yeah. And it was all point and shoot, so she had it on a hard drive, and the hard drive fried. And honestly, we, we were sad for a little while, and then we realized, like, it's probably for the best because <laughs> we started partying pretty hard around 15 and it is probably just a bunch of shit to get us in trouble or make us feel bad later in life. <laughs> yeah. It's like, God, whoops. <laughs> but yeah, the, and these kids are so dumb now they're posting it online when they're doing uh, illegal shit. Oh, my God. Like, bro. I mean, that's just, that's just being young. Yeah, you just don't have the decision-making skills yet. That's all it goes down to. Because like I said, it's always quick to judge when you're past that point. But when you're in that point, you're doing the same stuff. Yeah, no, exactly. True, true, very true. I mean, with if we had friggin' TikTok and Instagram reels and all that stuff when I was a teenager. Yeah. 
even more of my friends and probably myself would have gotten arrested for stuff. <laughs> like, you know, just, just doing like, fun prank shit, you know? Oh, my and, uh, God, yeah. And especially just, like, where we're at now in society. If, if like, just... I, I'm, I'm just glad that most of our, like, hijinks and dumb shit that we were doing as, as broke kids running around is not caught on tape. Yeah, yeah I mean, because, like, now the whole culture is to go viral. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what it is. They oh, want to just get that sensation of having likes. Yeah. It's like the whole thing about the 15 minutes of fame. I mean, everybody wants that. That's online pretty much. Gosh. You know, you we're all kind of looking for some type of validation when we make a post. Yeah. True. So I've just, I've gotten away from social media as much as I can. Like, I don't, I haven't even posted on my business page in like a year and a half. Well, like I looked at that this morning uh, just to see if you posted anything recently, you know? No. Like the picture I liked, I realized when I was scrolling up was from like, Last year. Yeah, yeah. I think I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been tough. Well, because I've, I've just never been a big fan. For a while, it was cool. And honestly, after they started enacting these these algorithms and all that shit, and like yeah, Facebook was cool when you had your – when the feed was just based on who posted last, yeah. you know, and not like – that, not rated and curated Oh, uh, yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. Because our <clears> – <throat> dumb chimp brains, you know, just want to get riled up about stuff all the time. So, you know, you got all these inflammatory articles and posts and yeah. all this shit. And it's like, ah, I just, it, it's not good for me. Uh, studies show it's not good for a whole lot of people. So <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm going to back out. And then I noticed after I stopped posting, I was like business was still growing. So I was like, well, that's no incentive for me to keep posting. Because <laughs> yeah, so, it takes time out of your day. Yeah, it does. It really, especially if you're trying to make something look nice and like mm-hmm. have a good caption and do all that stuff, it does take time. Like I've had friends that made a lot of money on Instagram. And I mean, she was telling me that's, you know, it's a solid if you are doing it at a high level, that's a five or six hour a day gig, like doing kinds of stuff, just editing photos and putting together catchy stuff or little clip reels and all that. And, you know, it, it turns into a job. You can make good money on it if you have enough followers, but still, yeah, I just, I just wanted to back out of there too much, too much sharing for me. And honestly, I'd rather be that guy in the background for most of this stuff. It's also like, you don't get this. We don't, like you said, I don't ever see much of my, what my friends post. It's just a bunch of like, yeah, especially on Instagram, since I follow a bunch of different people, you know, or like yeah. companies. If it's a company that's paying for an ad, that's always going to be the, like one of the first things, probably, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's going to be like an influencer girl that's paying for the for the distribution or whatever it's called. Yeah, like, you know, but like and all the sponsored posts. Yeah, the sponsored yeah. posts. I'm just like, man, like, and then I'm, I'll if I don't type in like his name or my friend Bert's name or, you know, Bert. And yeah, I was like, yeah. if I don't type their names, like I don't see their stuff. Like, you know, I don't ever see anything. Oh yeah. Shout out Bert, Acer Edge. Yes, sir. Fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah, I just, I, I, I try to steer away from it as much as I can, but there's still funny stuff. I mean, my my Instagram reels feed is mostly just people falling down in hilarious ways and like extreme <laughs> sports clips. That's that's what it's boiled down to, which is, of course, my at the core. It's just a, basically a jackass reel on yeah. there. And I'm comfortable at that stage with it. That's fun. Yeah. Like you just use it yeah. for fun. Like I can I can't imagine having to post multiple times a day and making it all look perfect. And each post mm-hmm. and each caption is like Ugh. gripping, you know, like. 
Yeah, it's tough. Some people have just like a natural sense for that, mm-hmm. and they can just snap into it real quick. But I, I just, I've posted beyond business stuff. I mean, I've posted a couple of sincere posts before. I, I just started to fade out with it, but it always feels just attention seeking when mm-hmm. I do that because it's just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna wish my wife happy birthday. I fucking see her every day. I wish her happy birthday. Take her out to a nice dinner. Who's nobody's got to know about it. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm comfortable with her knowing how we feel about each other, and that's cool. But it's like I don't got to declare it to the world. I'm not in the doghouse currently trying to win points. <laughs> yeah, like that's how, what I feel like it looks like every time somebody's like, "I got the best wife in the whole world. Nothing can compare to you." Blah blah blah. All that shit's like, damn, you fucked up on Monday, <laughs> didn't you? Like it's getting close to the weekend now. You're yeah. trying to get some. Uh, <laughs> it's like, what did you really do? Yeah, what yeah. What is this about? <laughs> it's like when when we share the guest. For like on Friday, we just did the guest, you know, mm-hmm. released episode yesterday. Like his 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 post is always like twenty times better than mine because he's more creative and stuff. And like you just said earlier, yeah. I'm like, man, why don't you tag me? I could just <laughs> I could just share it to my page, you know, to my story too. Oh yeah, but I'm like, god damn. So like you know, I definitely see that some people do have it, and you know, I, I just yeah, I just feel weird. Like it's it's I feel less genuine about it like it, there, there's rarely I mean I, I did a bunch of traveling like a decade ago and one of the things I promised some of my friends and family from back home was just I, I'd, I'd keep up on Facebook I'd post some pictures and just let y'all know what I'm up to because mm-hmm. I ain't picking up my phone much yeah. <laughs> it's right. now, I'm trying to live and uh, yeah that that was excellent and you know it's good posting for that kind of thing and everything like that but i mean just to do it now for me it's like i don't know i think on my personal account the last thing i posted was like 2019 it was a video of my wife shooting a gun for the first time <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. like damn okay where all did you go to Man, I uh so so me and my buddy, we just uh we we traveled all over the US. We went to Colombia, lived down there for like 3 months in South America and came back and all in all, it was about 2 years uh just being on the road. We just honestly, we just hated where we were all, where we were in life and it was uh, like I was working at this factory job and paid good but hated it. Mm-hmm. Just hated it and my buddy was stocking shelves at a grocery, a local grocery store for like the fourth or fifth year in a row, just working all nights and stuff. And he just wasn't, just wasn't where he wanted to be. And we both were lacking a little direction. And we uh, met up one day uh, after not seeing each other for probably years at that point. We went hiking, and I was like, "Man, I was like, I, I hate this shit. Like, I, I don't like my job. Uh, I got no time to do anything. It pays nice, but I got no time to even." experience that part yeah. of it and uh i was like man I, I don't know i don't know what the next step is i was thinking about military or something just to get some kind of structure and set me up and i just i was looking for something i didn't go to college or anything i just went straight to work after high school because i was an electrician mm-hmm. and uh yeah we were just like you know what like fuck it let's go do something let's just let's do something anything yeah. so we originally planned to hoof it and uh we we did a trial run of that, got about 30 <laughs> miles one day with full packs, 
and the blisters were so bad. <laughs> it was so bad, man. My buddy wrapped his foot in tape the first day. Yeah. We made it like 10 miles the next day. I had to call a ride. <laughs> it's like, shit, dude. He had no skin on the bottom of his foot. Like, I was fucked up. It was bad. And they were like, you know what? Let's get bicycles. Let's let's do that. And then we, uh, we got bicycles, uh, rode them about 10 miles one day, said, yeah, that feels better. Yeah. And then load them up with like 70 pounds of gear and just started riding. Oh shit. And, uh, yeah, it was wild, man. We left Northeastern Pennsylvania and on the bicycles, we made it down to Johnson city, Tennessee. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. How and, long did that take? Uh, God. Well, we were staying you at your leisure at our leisure. Yeah. Yeah. There, there wasn't much, uh, there was like morning planning. That was about it for me. So I, I was the navigator. Okay. And, uh, I, I didn't know about topography maps that that'll come in that would have came in handy because when I was looking, I was like, okay, we, we got to the end of, it was what mid August. We got to the end of our road and this like cool breeze blew by. And mm-hmm. the original plan was to go to like the Dakotas and go volunteer on like a dig team or something cool. Yeah. And that cool breeze was like, Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> like it's going to get cold soon. Like, Holy no, we're didn't plan for that one. It's like, I guess we're heading South. So we just scrapped the whole plan, like within an hour wow. of our, uh, our departure and just started heading South. And we went, we ended up, I kept having bike problems mm-hmm. there. They're Walmart bikes. So I, I figured out later on after like going through six tubes, one of my rims had a burr on the inside of it, right by the valve stem. Yeah. So every time I'd fully inflate the tire, it was just on a timer within mm. an hour. Or so it's just going to start leaking slow, low. And then, wow. Uh, where would y'all sleep at? Oh, man, we brought these uh, these like parachute material uh, hammocks mm-hmm. that had bud, uh, bug nets on them. Okay, so you could zip in and out of them. So we just kind of stealth camped. We we camped in a cemetery once or twice uh, because if you're not scared of ghosts. Most people are, so nobody bothers you at night in a cemetery. Yeah, I don't think so. many people are going to come, hey, hey, get out of here. You yeah. can't get out of here. Be like a groundskeeper. I'll just wait till the next morning. Out. Excuse me, guys, could you leave now? It's yeah. <laughs> just us in the creepy mist. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, honestly, we just found spots off the road and just like, oh, there looks like there's a little clearing back there in the woods. Nobody's house is over here. Looks yeah. like it, sometimes it was a national park. Sorry, we didn't pay the fee, but <laughs> you know, whatever. We took care of ourselves and didn't leave any garbage. Yeah, that was fine. But yeah, we did a lot of that. And then uh, it, <laughs> we actually we ran into a storm the one day when we were still in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and I had points on uh, I had travel points on a credit card. And I was like, yeah, we gotta get a hotel. It's like, holy shit, I can get this thing for free. It was like the Eisenhower Event Center. <laughs> we go in, it's so nice. And we roll in all dirty and sweaty on these broke ass bikes and shit. And just like, oh, you can't have those in there. Like, okay. Like, actually, could you grab something from over there? Just go run the bikes into the room. And just, oh, dude, it was, it was so silly. It was so silly. How long ago was this? This was, uh, what was that? That was 2012. Yeah, I was, uh, I turned, I was 21. I turned 22, like a month into the trip. Wow. That's an amazing experience. Yeah. It was wild, man. I mean, we've met so many cool people. We couch surfed all the time. Like our actual travel expenses, as far as like hotels and like actual transit, Mm -hmm. uh, to get from the East coast 
to the West Coast in about six months, over the course of six months, was $164 a piece. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. Just thank God for Megabus. So would you just do like <laughs> auditing jobs and make money? Every once in a while. Nothing too crazy. We were trying. Uh, uh, I had saved up a little bit of money from that okay. factory job. We we both had about ten grand a piece. Okay, and we stretched that yeah. as much as we could, but we still had a ton of fun, man. Like it was, it was a wild time. I mean, we went through. Uh, we were looking to cut across through Tennessee uh, when we were still up in Pennsylvania, and I was like, okay, well. Maryland's easy, you mm-hmm. know, that's literally 45 minutes on a bike. You're through Maryland. That's it. And then I was like, all right, well, maybe we could cut through West Virginia. It looks a little smaller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Wrong. Wrong. After the first day or two, I got informed that uh, if you flattened it out, it was almost the size of Texas. It's like, oh, that's I don't know if that's right. But that I would believe that after wow. biking over a few of those mountains. That was uh, that was nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Oh, yeah. And we didn't do it anything the right way. We were on, we biked <laughs> down highways. We had, like, uh, uh, every time we'd stop, somebody would tell us, oh, you're going cross country. Like, some guy just came through here with a bike. You could pick it up with your pinky. You know, like, it was amazing. I was like, yeah, good for him, huh? Like, wow, I got the old GMC Denali road bike over here. Weighs so, 30 pounds. <laughs> so I just gave a bike to this guy that uh, works at Atomic Rose downtown. Okay. And my buddy Brad came and got it. And, um, like, it weighed, like, 30, 40 pounds, right? Because yeah. it's a Walmart bike. Yeah, yeah. And then you have the bikes from, like, the little bike store, like the, I forget what they call it, Trek bike store and stuff. Oh, yeah. You just go like this, lift the whole bike up. Like, yeah, this is insane. All carbon fiber. It's insane. Oh, yeah. You know, it's nuts. They literally weigh ounces. Like, it's it's crazy. But we did not have those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was more rough at it, man. We we ran into this one couple. Oh, oh man. It was, I got freaked out at one point. It was we were in West Virginia, uh, <laughs> at the beginning of the day, it's like, okay, we got to go over this little mountain pass. Mm-hmm. And then we're on our way to Seneca Rocks, West Virginia. It's a really cool, like, climbing destination. Big, uh, giant granite fin that's like a thousand or so feet up. It's beautiful. But to get there, I had to go over these mountains. And it's like, you know what? We left in the morning, had a nice breakfast. We get going. Beautiful paved roads. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is fantastic. Like, oh my God, what a good start. And then as soon as you get to the hill, it stops and turns into just washed out gravel. Oh, shit. Oh, and we man. got them skinny little bike tires for the road. Yeah. So we're just, this is like a 13-hour day. We're just going uphill, just spinning in first gear. <laughs> Some mountain biker comes by, insults our gear, <laughs> tells us we're dumb for riding in jeans, why we need all this lycra. We exchange some words. He goes away. And then uh, we keep going. And uh, I start hearing all these dogs barking. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck's happening here? Because we're in the middle of it, George Washington National Forest. Like, it's middle of nowhere. Yeah. It, so I start hearing these dogs barking. And I start hearing truck sounds. I was like, oh, man, what's going on? Like, we buy somebody's house in the middle <laughs> of the woods. And sure enough, this pickup truck comes flying past us, passes again, passes us again. They went by maybe four or five times, and then they start pulling up alongside of me. And window rolls down. I just see gun rack, bear dogs in the back, couple of 
mountain folk yeah. <laughs> in the truck and they're just looking at me and my friend and I'm just trying not to stare yeah. and trying to pedal faster but it's fucking useless <laughs> the hill's so steep I'm just like burning up and not going anywhere and man the guy just said he's like oh you you boys are gluttons for punishment huh <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, it would seem so sir and uh, I just keep trying to pedal away, and they're just looking at us. About a minute later, just a lot of silences with these folks. And I just, he looks over, and he said, hey, like, there's going to be a fork in the road about 10 miles up. You're going to want to hang to the left, or you'll be lost in here for days. Oh, wow. I'm like, okay. And then they just sped off, never saw him again. And then we get to the top of this hill. I was like, okay, where's this fork at? We keep riding. We get to it. I'm sitting there as the navigator. Yeah. I'm like, yo, Eric, what are the chances there's a murder shack at the bottom of the left path over here? Like, I feel like I've seen this movie before. Like, it doesn't turn out too well. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's that, that moment there, it took us a while to make the decision. And we just said, fuck it, we're going to the left. And, man, if that didn't restore my faith in humanity for a, a week or so there, because, man, we just started going down beautiful brand new pavement kicked mm. in fucking switchbacks all the way down we clocked ourselves on timing we were doing like 40 something miles wow. an hour going down this mountain just killing it it was so much fun and wow. then my buddy got chased by a bear at the bottom of the freaking <laughs> hill yeah we get to the bottom i got a little thing on on youtube just filming it just like holy shit that was oh, that made up for the whole day that was amazing then we get on to the next thing my buddy's panning his video across and you just see just nice, beautiful fields and forests on one side and all this shit. And then you have the bottom corner, you just see this black thing come up, and then you hear claws on the street. And oh. my buddy just go, holy shit, holy shit, <laughs> and just pick up the bike. Oh, <laughs> just picking up the pace, man, starts trying to run me down. He's like, wait up. I'm like, don't tell me to wait. <laughs> Jesus. You also had a TV crew following you around oh, for this shit, man. man. Oh, dude. Yeah, again, probably would have gotten us in trouble eventually <laughs> on this trip. Man, man I don't know. Wild. I probably would have gone right. Yeah. Because oh. I, I was just thinking, what if when I get down there, they're going to beat me and kill me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we... We had some good knives on us. But they had <laughs> yeah, guns, man. Yeah. Like, there's nothing we could do. I'm just glad that they weren't lying. I forget the name of the town, but it was like the most hillbilly sounding name, like Paint Bucket or something <laughs> weird. And there was a church and a post office. That was it. And a lot of, at the time, uh, what was that? Oh, God, was that Romney McCain? Oh, at yeah. At the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of those signs. I'm like, uh-oh. Like, I'm wearing tie-dye. I got a beard. <laughs> Hey, this ain't. We gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. So how did you end up in Columbia? God. Well, I had these friends from back in high school. I used to work at a, uh, a Camelback ski resort in uh, northeastern PA. And I worked in the food service stuff because, well, it paid like shit, but you got free rentals and free lift tickets for the season. So mm-hmm. that's that's why everybody worked there. It, it barely covered gas. Yeah. <laughs> so. They had an exchange program, and the year I was there, there was a bunch of folks from South America, and I was one of the only kids on staff. There was maybe like two or three of us that really were interested by that and like tried, you know, I tried to learn some Spanish and like connect with them, and they were fun. We used to party and stuff. They stayed at these, 
their housing was like on the the condo section of the resort area. So the, occasionally after work, if it was like a Friday or Saturday, we go over the condos and just throw down mm-hmm. and just have a great old time. But uh, yeah, we just stayed in touch over the years. That was one great thing that Facebook was came in handy for because that, that was before WhatsApp and all that stuff. So the only way we could communicate yeah. was through that. And uh, we, uh, when I was, God, where were we? I think I was in LA or something at the time. Uh, my friends who apparently did very well for themselves down mm-hmm. there, um, they worked for an oil company and she, my friend Sida hits me up, says her and her boyfriend are going to New York and they need somebody to show them around. And they knew I knew New York a little bit. So I said, yeah, I'd love to, but I'm literally, I could not be more far away in the same country right now. I'm in Los Angeles. So the next email was, or the mess message on Facebook was just like, okay, well, um, what airport would you like to fly out of? Like, Oh, well, uh, like, okay. Let's let's figure that out. So they flew me out, and I showed them around for the weekend. I got them to, God, I think four out of five boroughs. All the all the good stops, all the good pizza. We stayed up almost twenty four hours at one point, just getting things in and just partying and having a good time. And uh, at the end of the weekend, they said, "If you ever want to come down, we want to show you our country." Mm. It's like absolutely. And then later that year. Uh, around summertime, my fr- same friend sent me ticket prices uh, to fly out of L.A. to Columbia, and it was like 300 bucks wow. round trip. So, like, okay, how long's the visa? Well, what are the visa requirements? All that stuff. And we figured out if we did under 90 days, uh, it didn't require a special visa at all. Mm-hmm. So we mapped it out for like 87 days <laughs> <laughs> just to maximize everything and still have a little buffer in case there was any uh, travel errors or something. Um, but yeah, we went down there and it was awesome. It was so cool. The night we left, my friend uh, who had bought me a Columbia jersey and brought it to me, uh, the soccer jersey while we were in New York, um, told me to put that on because apparently a big game was going on down mm-hmm. there. So we flew out of L.A. We get down to Bogota, and I get off the plane. I'm wearing the jersey. Every staff member in that airport was wearing the jersey. Apparently, they just beat Argentina or something to like mm-hmm. qualify for, I think that was a World Cup year. Yeah. Oh, my God. You left the airport. Everybody's just handing you beers and celebrating. <laughs> And there's just, you get into town, every city park has a projector replaying the game highlights, and everybody's partying and dancing. And fr- It was so awesome. Wow. And I was just delirious coming off of these flights we had. And I'm like, how the fuck? Like, okay, I'm going to try to keep up with y'all like, <laughs> as much as I can. But it was great. And then I didn't have Wi-Fi or anything for like a week. And I found out later uh, when I got some internet, I had a bunch of messages. Mm. What the fuck? Everybody asking me if I'm okay, because apparently a DEA agent got stabbed in Bogota that night. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, of course I'm okay. Like, I'm not trying to stop anybody from doing what they're <laughs> doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is like, I'm not even looking for it. Like, y'all just do what you got to do. I'm here to have fun and be nice to people. Wow. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Nobody's looking to hurt us. We just interviewed a guy. He's a digital nomad, and he called himself Digital Bromad. But I found him on uh, like through a a page on Instagram. But he has a big following on TikTok, mm. and he lives down there like most of the time now. 
but he was just talking about how like nice the people are and how beautiful it is yeah. and like how inexpensive it is, especially coming from America to live down there. Oh yeah. It's gorgeous. <clears throat> so he just came back stateside and the first thing he posted was his Uber options. <sighs> Each option was over a hundred dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> to go from the airport to wherever he was going, like in I think Arizona or something like that. I was Dang. like, "Damn!" I was like, "Welcome back to the states." <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my god! Yeah, dude, that's yeah. That that was our our welcome back was uh, when we got to LAX. Uh, it was like two in the morning. Mm-hmm. Nobody in the customs line, and just this little old dude just went. Ducking the snake lines, just going under the ropes to get to the front. Nobody cares. Nobody's in line. <laughs> Giant LAPD officer starts just screaming at the guy. Get to the back of the line. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, this shit. And then everybody sees it. So we just all walk through the line as it's supposed to. Like nobody wants to get screamed at by that guy again. Yeah. And then just let the guy walk to the front of the line <laughs> ahead of us. It's just like, it's like, what's the matter with folks? They're like, okay, well, welcome back. Yeah. Cause even though in Columbia's airport, there was a dude with a Malmo and a shotgun welcoming you at the other side of the, uh, the, the metal detector. Yeah. He had a smile on and was super polite and I have a, have a safe flight. Yeah. Like, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. that really he doesn't nice. have to say much with that shotgun on his, no. his, his shoulder. <laughs> Ain't nobody messing around in the Colombian airport. I posted no. this video. No. Uh, <laughs> it's talking about the TSA people, how they are. Well, let me find it real quick. Oh, yeah. They're, they're a tough bag. Let me play it for everybody. <laughs> yeah! Another day to be an asshole! <laughs> Take that back! Slam it on the damn table! Yeah. We don't care what! Get <laughs> dude, some folks act exactly like that. Like that's the dude, that's their hype man right there. I'm just like, I'm. I mean, I always get stopped. You know, it's not been a time I've ever been and I've been stopped. And it's yeah. like, oh, sir, why are your pants saggy? Because you just told me to take my belt off. Yeah. Literally, when we come back from Austin, you're like, you literally just told me to take my belt off because boops, I had to come through. Why are you holding your pants? Oh what, what's in your pants? I was like, oh my fucking like, do god. Do you want to see what's in my pants? <laughs> yeah. I was like, do you want to see it? I was like, I was like, um, this, this isn't good. Oh man. Yeah. I have, I've, I've only been stopped a handful of times, but every time if they're, it, it's only been once where they've actually been like, okay, we need to pat you down. Would you like to exit the airs? No, <laughs> no, no. You get to fill me up in front of all these nice people out here. Just in case you get weird with it, yeah. like let's let's have some documentation going yeah. on. There's a camera right there. I Be- trust that one. Well, because you know everybody's watching you. Yeah, yeah. You know, of course. so step right here, or we can go in the little room. Oh, I'm not man. going in the room ever. Yeah, fuck that. No, I don't know where. The, I don't know where the exits are. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen there. That's. Yeah. I don't want to go in any room I'm unfamiliar with with one entry and exit. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna sit right oh, there thanks. in the little chair after you get. Come over here, sir. I'm not, that's where I'm going. I'm not going in the back room. Oh, my God. So what other countries did you go to? Um, Not really that many. I mean, I've been to Mexico, Canada, of course, but that doesn't count that yeah. much, you know. It was uh, Niagara Falls, especially. It's gorgeous. It looks as good from the American side as it does from the Canadian <laughs> side. I mean, it's cool. It's a lot of water, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Made the mist was fun. Uh, in Mex, oh yeah, coming back from Mexico one time, I got stopped and uh, I got pulled to the side, and this guy was asking me a bunch of questions, and I had just 
had a little battle with Montezuma uh, recently in the bathroom there. The airport and was almost I was like the last person to get on. And I, I start walking in there. I'm all sweaty, <laughs> looking horrible. And the guys is like, you, <laughs> you need to come over here. Like, oh, like you're smuggling drugs or something. Well, I was smuggling coffee and cheese, but it's only because he can't get good raw cheese in the States, man. That shit was wild. My, my, uh, my wife's grandfather they're they, they have this big ranch down there, mm-hmm. uh, in, uh, Michio Khan and, um, they farm a lot of coffee and avocados and stuff. So he gave us a bunch of coffee that he grew, his like special blend that he had, which is still like we still ration that off. It's really? so good. And uh and this really amazing like cotilla cheese. It's like Mexican Parmesan. Oh, okay. it's just super pungent and like aged for like eighteen months or two years, something like wow. that. And I was like, Yeah, he gave me a brick of that. <laughs> Like, yeah, dude, What's I'm taking this home. It's yeah. in the cheese. Yeah, I was just like, dude, I got cheese in there. I don't know. Like, this is a gift for my grandpa. <laughs> she was like, by the way, can we just speed this up? Like, I need to go back to the bathroom or get on that plane. <laughs> One of these things must happen. And it just, thank God, they just sped me through after that one. But the guy that unfortunately the security guard that I was talking to did not speak great English. Oh, and my mother-in-law, who's fluent, was already on the plane. They like my wife and her left me. So that was <laughs> just trying to figure that one out. Oh uh, man. Fuck. Have you been to the place right here on um are you in front of Half Shell? It's like Grayer's cheese or something like that? Gray's cheese. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I actually have. They uh they bought some bagels from me to do a sandwich special uh one weekend and then I I loved the spot when I went to go drop them off, and I brought my wife back there. And it's yeah. Have you been there yourself? Yeah, I've been there. I just been. I just was right next door, so I just walked in. You know, so I looked around. I haven't yeah. like actually spent much time in there. They have good food. But oh, then yeah. I was like, holy shit, man, this is fucking awesome. Oh yeah. And he's always traveling to learn more about cheeses and stuff, or oh, and so meats cool. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, I mean that they're good. I think they're opening a second location somewhere. I forget where it's going to be at. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, we have this stuff. I, I like weird stuff too. Like food wise, I love to try something I've never heard or seen before. Like it's they and they had a blue cheese that could like take the paint off the walls, man. That shit was so sour really? and punch. It was oh my god, it was hard to eat, but it was so good. But for like a full cracker, you put like the like a dime size spread on that. But yeah, no, they got they got good stuff. I'm sure it's fun to see that kind of stuff popping up in Memphis now, though. Yeah, Memphis is making some real changes, man. It's just we got to get the curb, curb the crime. Yeah, that that's a that's a little bit of an issue sometimes. Yeah. The the affinities, affinities <laughs> apparently. The finfins are old man. The, the finfins just gunning people down on the highway. I was, and shit. I was merging onto two uh, two forty going towards uh, Nashville the other day, right off of Poplar, you know. Yeah. And there's a there's a finfin behind me, and you could tell he's getting mad because he's getting closer and then falling back a little, closer and falling back a little bit. So I'm going like 60 on the off ramp, like so, so I can get onto the regular interstate. Yeah. And he's he's still right behind on me, like yeah. I'm like, dude, if anything happens, you're gonna crash right into my back of my little work car. Yeah. And it's gonna suck. Oh yeah. But as soon as he had a little opening when that brick went away, the the little. 
Divada went away and like understand? Oh, yeah. He was gone. His little fucking tag <laughs> flying in the air in the wind. Oh yeah, yeah. Just the drive out tag flapping away. I was asking Tilly, I was like, I'd be afraid my tag would fly away. He's like, I don't think these people were, but their tags fly away. Man. I think that might have been tag number three or four at that point. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? He could easily fucking just scan that one. I, I mean, love shit. I love looking at unapologetically Memphis. Their page is a page on Instagram. Oh, on Instagram. They always post some funny shit about Memphis, man. It's like oh. And some of it's so accurate, though, man. Yeah. I yeah, mean, well, some of it, like, yeah, I can see that. I don't know if I follow that one, but I follow Memphis as fuck. Oh, yeah, that's and a good one, too. That, that's a solid one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> Dude, it gets so wacky. Have you seen the thing where the kids are jumping into the pool? Yeah. What? So there's a video. In um, an infinity? <laughs> <laughs> they might as well, right? Yeah. So apparently it's an apartment complex, and these kids were like just doing like stupid like dives. Like, you know, when we like... When, and when we were growing up, we were like running, run and just like do some dumb shit off the diving board. Yeah, or something. yeah. These are pretty much what these kids are doing, but there's no diving board. They just they're fully clothed, you know, like they have clothes on, and they're just jumping into the water and shit. But there's like 700 of them around. Oh god! Okay, I think this thing is listening to us because I the first thing I open up. It's unapologetically Memphis, and it's about infinities. And this oh is how they, This is how they drive. This is what the video is called. Oh, yeah, that's pretty fucking accurate. Oh, man. Dude, it's wild. Oh, yeah, facts. But then, but the, the, the video with the kids? Yeah. So, like, they were just, like, out there, but there's just so many of them. The apartment shut the pool down. I'm trying oh to God. find that video. They said no, no more pool day, and then everyone's like, "Boo!" Like on on the page, you know. Oh, here it is. Like, like oh, chill. Just, yeah. oh my God, that is a ton of people. Yeah. See, I wasn't bullshitting. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Doing the old porpoise flip right there. Oh my gosh. That's a, and they're all fully clothed. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Oh, like, see, God. I don't think they're in, uh, in, I don't think that's a hotel. No. But that's like, you know, an apartment complex. And like, oh, they dude, just like, raided the place. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was another oh, video. There were some kids that jumped into the pond, or not pond, but the tank at the Bass Pro Shop. No. Why? Been, so Why people have, so, people have been doing that one for a minute, but like now it's like a lot of people like copying it over and over and oh, over. Hold on, like the big one? Oh, this is it right here. Oh my God. That didn't end well for that guy. Oh, man. Oh, I'm surprised he's walking away like that. I thought he snapped his ankle when he hit. Shit. Oh, it's kind of like. I love the internet, man. Dude, <laughs> it's been such a trip because, like, I came through uh, the first time I ever came through Memphis. Uh, was when me and my buddy were doing our trip. Yeah. And like, like I said, we got to Johnson City, Tennessee, and our bikes were so busted. It was like, okay, we're just going to mail these things home. And we went to the UPS store. The guy quoted me more than the bike was worth to ship it. And I was like, do you want a bike? <laughs> yeah. like, I didn't tell him I kept a pedal for keepsake, but like, I still have that shit sitting on a dresser. But man, I just gave it to the kid behind the counter. Yeah. Like, yeah, have fun with that and just start taking buses. But we came here from Nashville and everybody when we were in Nashville was telling us, oh, <laughs> where are you going? Do you know where you're staying? Do you know what part of town you're staying? All these things. I was like, damn, is it that bad? Yeah. 
And I, you know, I get here and it's like, oh, there's uh we got off at the uh what was that? At the old bus depot downtown or uh, by by like Mud Island and stuff. Yeah. Instantly just started getting just hit up for cash and change and me and my buddy are like, yo, we're as broke as y'all. Like, we just got here for a dollar. Like, whatever. We're just waiting on our host to pick us up. Sorry, can't hit, help you out. And then our host pulls up, recognized us. He's driving his brand new Lexus. And I'm like, oh, shit. Sorry, guys. See you. Good luck to all you. Like, oh, my God. I was like, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah, if I was speaking to somebody from the bus depot, I'd like, hey, I need to borrow, like, a beater car, please. I don't want to, you know, like... Oh, yeah. No, I ran into somebody at a bar the first time I was in, and I asked them, I was like, listen, just be real with me. Is it as bad as I've been told in, over here in this city? And they said, uh, let me put it to you this way. If you get stabbed, shot, or beat up, you know who did it. <laughs> That's it. I was like, all right, I get that. I get that. Don't go looking for trouble. You won't find it. I yeah. get it. Like, you know, occasional innocent bystander, or whatnot, unfortunately. But, yeah, it seems to be a lot of that mostly. I think that the problem is, like like I said, overall, I think Memphis is great. There's little pockets. Yeah. And it's certain people that are just, I know they're, I don't know if it's they're young or they don't have anything else going on or I don't know what it is, but there's, especially since the pandemic, it seems like it's gotten worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of kids had to stay home in unfortunate environments yeah. and couldn't escape that for two years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, that's plenty of time to either get, Get lost in, in some dumb shit or get indoctrinated in some dumb shit. And yeah. It seems like that picked up. Yeah, I don't I, like I just don't understand the leadership here, though. It's like, why would you want that to be on your resume that the city is in a decline as far as like crime and like robberies and murders and stuff like that? Well, at least the river park's going to look nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they're going to fix the monorail for Mud Island. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, God. Well, it's only, they only want to do something when they get called out for it. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing with the guy with the pothole. Yeah. He got in the pothole. <laughs> yes. Like oh, he, my Like gosh. he posted that. And I was like, why don't somebody post something about a little crime and murder on TikTok? Mm-hmm. And then maybe we'll get something done then. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, how it goes with politicians. <clears throat> well, they don't have the budget to, for something until their job is threatened. Right. And then all of a sudden they start finding money out of nowhere. So the city of Memphis went on his TikTok and commented saying, this is not a puddle. This is due to a busted water line under where that hole in the blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. And then someone like, I'm standing. There's no water in here. It's yeah. a fucking pothole. No, like, I did see that guy. He went on there oh. and said there was more to it than just a pothole. Yeah. That would make sense with it being as deep as it was. Yeah. But they were trying to say that he moved the manhole cup or the like the. What the little steel thing? You know oh, how heavy plates. You know how yeah. heavy those things are? Yeah. You literally have a tractor moving it over the hole. God. He must have just hooked it up to his truck and tried <laughs> I guess to pull so, it. Oh man. One of those, one of those finities came maybe, by. Maybe yeah. uh, maybe you got those guys from the little paint town. Paint, yeah. paint, paint bucket. Paint bucket. <laughs> yeah. They hooked that winch up to I'm it. I'm telling you, man, like and the, the bear dogs pulled. Those it. things are fucking heavy. Oh Dude, yeah. He's not moving. No one's moving that. God. Yeah, but that, it, it is nuts. Cause I one of the things that I did, because I, I don't get me wrong, I, I love it here. I've met some of the best people I've, I know in my life here. Yeah, it's just like it's got its quirks, like anybody else. And I like to, I like to point out quirks because it's fun for me. It's mm-hmm. like never anything insidious. It's just there's a lot of silliness. Yeah. There's a lot of silliness, and it, it, like everybody bragging about how awesome our water is, but then the second year I lived here, for no reason. That was explained by the local government. 
most people in Midtown got a free Brita water filter dropped off at their front door. <laughs> I was like, well, and then I started thinking because I just like didn't even question it before. I was like, how often do they update the infrastructure that gets our really awesome water to our houses? Yeah. It's like, never. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, well, who's getting their water tested? Not many people. It's like, and the city doesn't just throw money around. It's like, everybody gets a Brita filter, like Oprah Winfrey style. <laughs> it's like, God damn. Like, okay, something, something was happening yeah. about 2017 or well, I, so. Yeah, what was it even like, was it last year when they had told us to boil the water? There was like a, a water. Oh, after, all the, after all the lines froze up. <laughs> and yeah. bust out busting. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like, dude, I'm like, so yeah, I'm boiling all water. Yeah. And I'm like, this tastes like garbage. Oh, yeah. I can't, I can't drink this, but I still drink it. But, you know, because I needed water. <laughs> and so, like, okay. he, and he's like, what are you fucking doing? I'm like, they literally just said, boil the water before using it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you don't want to get a fucking parasite or something <laughs> crazy. I mean, I know I did as experimentally. Um, I had my kitchen going still, and I was just like, okay, well, I've got this 40-gallon st- like steam kettle mm-hmm. i could boil a ton of water i know there's some people that are in need right now so i just boiled a bunch of stuff and then i let it sit overnight and then i was going to drain the bottom out in case there was any sediment mm-hmm. and then boil it again and there was some sediment really there. it was like yeah I, I was really surprised and it took about uh two two or three boilings before wow. i was able to get everything and then it was like a good two-day process but then i had after dumping some and all that stuff, I had probably 30 gallons of water for Jesus. that I could give to my myself, my the other coworkers and whoever needed it really. But yeah, that was that was wild. And honestly, I feel bad. There was a lot of people that got a lot of damages and stuff and it, it sucked and all of that, but I'm from the northeast and I drive an all-wheel drive vehicle when mm. I'm not on the motorcycle. Yeah. And I was just blasting classical music with the windows down, driving about 20 <laughs> miles an hour around the city, just having a ball, man. Yeah. There was nobody on the road for like four or five days. It's like, this is You're like, I am legend. Peaceful. We, um, yeah. we got the week, a week, work, week off of work because they couldn't start the diesel trucks yeah. at, at work. Like, nobody had block heaters. Yeah. So everything, <laughs> they, I mean, they, they tried and tried. I mean, they, they brought shit in like, you know, like, I don't know what shit they brought in, but they like. And they were like, well, I guess we're all, we're not working today. We're not working tomorrow. We're not working because we can. If they sent us out, mm-hmm. which it was fine, they did. But when the orders came to the warehouse and those trucks had to be loaded and those trucks had to roll with that order, we couldn't do the next day until those trucks were empty again. Mm-hmm. So then, when they couldn't get the truck, I mean, they, it some of the trucks didn't start up for two weeks after, like it started <sighs> raising back up in temperature. Damn. And you know they 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 paid everybody. Um, they paid us all. They took like an average thing. Oh, that's nice. And they paid us all for the for the week that we missed. And you know, oh, that's that's really nice. But I mean, they were like, it's no boy's fault. Everyone got paid. So I was like, hell yeah, it's free vacation. Hell yeah. Exactly. I mean, they could have been like, oh, well, we're gonna have to use some of your, you know, they could some kind of Make holiday, you use your yeah, vacation or yeah, your something, sick days yeah. or something. So that still doesn't get. So how did you like from traveling to now? Where'd your bagels come into play oh that started while me and my buddy were traveling okay that's uh so we used couchsurfing.org to Mm -hmm. get around like stay in places because we we averaged about two to three weeks in each uh, place that we stopped at and just you know it sometimes upward of a month and just to get the lay of the land and the feel of the town and uh 
Yeah, we, we would do nice things because it, it was a free. It was right before Airbnb kicked in. So okay. Airbnb basically stole the model and made it a charge thing. <laughs> oh, wow. So, sorry, Airbnb. Uh, <laughs> but you did it. And this one was just like it was, you know, your hosts are usually travelers that are just like unable to travel or whatever. They just want to live vicariously through you, swap some stories, put you up, give you a warm place to sleep. And um, and that was the even exchange. But. Me and my buddy just, we would, if it was like a rainy day and we weren't out exploring whatever town we were in, like you'd come home to a sparkling clean house or like fresh dinner on the stove right there, just mm. like ready for you. And then we started figuring like, well, flour's cheap and bread's delicious. So let's start making like loaves of bread for folks when we, when they put us up, you know? So uh, eventually we started doing bagels, but we are terrible at it. <laughs> And my buddy lost steam after a little while. He got as good as he could with it. And then I just kept going with it a little bit more. And I, uh, when we actually ended up like splitting up, I moved to, uh, he, he landed in Seattle and, uh, so did I for a little while. And then I moved to Philadelphia for, I don't know, what was that? Like eight months or so. And then to Portland for two years. And then I moved here. So in that time, I, had just kept making them like I'd usually do a batch a month Mm -hmm. and just, you know, on the West coast, I'd hand anybody that was from the East coast that I knew I'd hand them out to and all that stuff. Like here's a little taste of home and all that. Cause I was starting to get better at it back in Philly. I just did the same thing. One of my roommates used to brew beer. So I was using like some of his spent grains in there and it was kind of a cool thing. And he would use like some of the, uh, my dough to ferment and do some beer stuff with. So it was fun. And then, uh, when I got to Portland, uh, one of my good friends uh, was uh, next door neighbors with a retired chef and she was from Brooklyn and I can't remember where her friends were from. I think somewhere, I, th- I think they were also New Yorkers, but when they heard I was making bagels, they said, just drop them off. So I was like, perfect. And I, I would tell the guy, be critical. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to tell a chef that usually, but he was uh, he he was critical, and uh, yeah, it, which it paid off because every time uh, he would have either different or less suggestions as yeah. time went on, and then he told me at one point he's like, "Yeah, you could probably sell these." I go, "Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Thought that was a dumb idea," mm-hmm. and uh, just kept doing. I was doing a I was party hosting on this like executive charter service, which is fancy party bus, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we had this really. It, which, by the way. Best gig for a young 20-something with no direction because I got paid $25 an hour to party with people and play Spotify playlists and just keep them on time. Like, that was it. It was so much fun. That's how I met my wife, actually. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. She was. Uh, we had a deal with Nike, and her best friend married a guy that was playing on the Trailblazers at the time. Okay. And she was in the wedding party, and we were the shuttle. So mm. just started talking, never stopped. And uh, eventually, <laughs> when I moved out this way, I told her it was for a a business opportunity because I didn't want to put pressure on the relationship, you know, real sly like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, thank God that worked out in both ways because I had not mu- I had nothing lined up. My buddy was gonna <laughs> my buddy was gonna give me a, a thing doing like maybe case management or like paralegaling for him, and. Uh, I don't even think that's a real word, paralegaling. I just made that a verb. Um, But yeah, and that was the original plan. And then one day uh, he told me that they were just 
it, it, there was too much stuff at the office. Like they're getting audited and they just, they didn't have time to train new folks. Mm. So I was like, all right, when are you going to be able to train? He's like three months from now. I was like, well, I didn't plan financially for that. Yeah. So I'm going to go hoof it. Like, is there any place I can go get a bagel or something to get out there? And he said, Einstein's was the best in town. I was like, that's gross, dude. That's <laughs> like, does McDonald's make good cheeseburgers? Like, oh my God, that's crazy. And uh, so after the snarkiness, I was like, listen, I'm going to make a batch. We're going to eat them tomorrow morning. As at the time, it took two days. And it was just like, all right, we're going to do that. And then I'll get out of here. And I made them. And my friends were just that I was staying with. The, the same guys down there, the, the thruple over there. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were putting me up. So I gave them all to them. They had a few people staying with them. And then also my now wife was there. And everybody was just raving about them. Like, these are amazing. Blah, blah. I was like, oh, that's cool. Whatever. And my wife was like, no, no, you, you should sell these. I was like, ah, yeah, okay. And she's like, no, no, like, sit down, make a list of cafes and grocery stores, and let's uh, let's let's figure something out. Okay, so you know, I went and did that. And, mm-hmm. You know, just like most of the stories, I went out. I think the list was like 20-something places long. I made enough to give everybody like two or three bagels and – Got told no by every single place except the last place I went to, which really? was the Curb Market when it was still over on Cooper Street. Oh, okay, yeah, and that one just—I oh my god, I was just—I was just beat up at that point. I was like, oh my god, all this rejection, <laughs> like Jesus. <laughs> and I get there, and the lady is like, oh, that's actually really interesting, but I'm gluten free. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I go okay, and she's like, but, but. My staff isn't. Let's see what they say about the taste. I was like, okay. And they loved it. So she just told me, this lady, Pam Rains, she was managing the place at the time, told me, go get your insurance and your business license and come back here as soon as you do. And we can set you up with like maybe a demo on the weekends. Okay. So they had a kitchen in the back. So started doing that. And I was working at Mulan, picking up phones over there at the time. And, uh, I was trying to get this going, you know, making zero money, probably making negative money because I was buying all the – I didn't know where to buy good flour for cheap or anything. I knew nothing. And uh, it just – it kept growing every weekend. I was I, I couldn't make enough to not sell out in like an hour or two. Oh, wow. So I was like, well, this is you know a great sign, but it's not paying the bills. And one night at Mulan, I was talking to my coworker, and we were just fucking around and I was like, man, like ever since I made this business account, I keep getting hit up for like all these promotional services and like all these just uh, telemarketing things and all this. And I was like, this place keeps trying to sell me flyers. It's so annoying. Like we're not in the 21st century. And uh, he's like, oh, what's it called? I was like, Memphis Flyer. Like I've never heard of this. And he's like, hold on, hold on. And he points me at Mulan's best Chinese food restaurant in Memphis for like the, the, their, their big plaque with the last like 10 years or whatever yeah. on it presented by Memphis Flyer. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Oh, let me get back to them. Okay. And then uh, the lady that interviewed me dropped it that January. And I had the metrics saved on my computer because in December that year, it there was like maybe 4,000 vis- visits to my Facebook page. And they dropped that in January 3rd or 4th. And I had over 100,000 hits on that page by the end of the month. Damn. Jesus. Like, oh, shit. Like, we got to figure this one out. (laughs) And then, uh, you know, some local folks, business owners are like, how can we get these in our cafe? How can we get these and that? And there's there's been 
a few folks that, you know, turned me down the first time around have come right back to it. So <laughs> that, that's a great nice. feeling. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. And you remember every one of those no's. Oh, I do. Yeah, <laughs> I do. You never forget those. Yeah. You never forget those, but I just got a big smile whenever I deliver over there. Yeah, that I bet. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, and then you know, I I got a I had a friend of a friend at the time who was on like the uh, the farmers market board, and it's mm-hmm. like you need to do farmers markets. Like what the fuck, farmers market? Like I we had flea markets up in, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I was like fucking selling trinkets and shit. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I'm finding. And uh, yeah, he hooked me up, and like the first weekend sold out. Next weekend sold out. Next weekend sold out. Just like kept doing it. I was like, I can't make enough during the week. Mm. This is starting to become a thing. And then just like start growing the business. I got some equipment and that really spurred things along. And just like, it just kept snowballing to where we're at now, which that's awesome. I mean, last time I I talked to you, we were talking, I, uh, I had to leave the last kitchen space I was in. Uh, cause that guy just got a hell of a business deal that Mm -hmm. came through and needed the extra space. And, as unfortunate as that seemed at the time, and as much as I had to really kind of like just struggle to find all these, the, just to navigate this whole new part of my profession that I didn't even know existed with mm-hmm. these co-packers and stuff, it was wild. But I ended up finding a good group. They're amazing. Uh, they got a facility down in Tupelo. We worked out a great deal. And then starting that January... After I got over my Christmas COVID, of course, uh, that was, I just started moving all my equipment down and doing a build out. And, you know, if you've done anything construction wise, it's, it was supposed to take six weeks. It took 12. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God I was able to stretch my back stock out like crazy because all December I was just working every single day, just producing and back stocking for the time. So it held me out for a while. And, uh, you know, of course costed two or three times as much as I wanted it to, but that's just the cost of doing business like that. So got it all set, got the staff all trained down there to the point where I couldn't tell the difference between what I was doing that day and what they were doing that oh, day. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I really like in the background since I started five and a half years ago with this, uh, with this business, Dave's bagels, Check me on Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> at Dave's Bagels, davesbagels.com slash vendors, where to find them. Uh, <laughs> and it was it was really just interesting to see that, like, in the background, I had just been working on these procedural, man, uh, like, manuals and stuff just mm-hmm. to keep track of what I was doing, if I made any changes. And I wanted to make sure that anybody with two eyes and two hands could read this and do it in case, like, I got sick or if I need somebody to sub in with me. And that just... Nobody told me to do that. Nobody ever tells you to do something like that. It just ended up working out uh, to the point where when it came time to train, it's like, okay, I've got stickers. Like I got sheets of paper like laminated with instructions above every piece of equipment with little troubleshooting things on them and all all the cleaning procedures and all the recipe stuff. It's it ended up being very well organized. And now I haven't physically made a bagel in over a month. For oh, the damn. first time in five and a half years. Wow. And yeah, it's it's wild feeling. And uh, you know, I was I was looking forward to a lot of free time. Yeah. That, that's I'm still looking forward to a lot of free time, man. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. So what's the name of your co-packer? 
Um, West End Fresh Salads. They make uh, chicken salad and pimento cheeses. They're in. Do a they have bunch. them in Kroger? Yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. good, dude. They're fantastic. Yeah, they're really fucking. I didn't good. like the yellow label till then. It's got a they, chicken on it. Yeah, yeah it's got yeah, a chicken. Yeah. It's like the red lettering and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got them on display like as soon as you walk into a lot of these Kroger's in the refrigerated section. And yeah, they're really fucking good. Yeah, and the guy's been doing it for a while. Like this, I, I knew I was making the right choice, and uh, you know, because we, we've got like we they're they're paid by the unit so mm-hmm. it's it's not like i had to give up any company uh like ownership so when i say partnership it's just that we're working together doing this thing so like i knew it was going to be a good partnership when i went down there and was talking to their staff mm-hmm. everybody's paid over $20 an hour that works in there they're doing all right. I mean, it's in Tupelo, so I mean, shit. That's, that, that's, that money goes far. Yeah, it, you can really stretch it down there, and it's everybody's been there for like. I, they just hired uh, two or three new people to help with my operation too, and just uh, cover the slack on their other stuff. But the majority, like that, they've been there eight to ten years. Oh, damn. there's two people. There's one that's like fifteen years. The other one's been with him for. 20 years. Wow. It's like, yo, anybody that can hold on to an employee that long can't be a bad person. Yeah. That's just not how that works. I mean, what, what's the, the average turnaround in the food industry is like what, like eight weeks or 10 weeks, something silly like oh, that, yeah. or especially like for a restaurant yeah. or something. I don't know what it is these days. That's, that's what I'm pretty sure that's what it was pre COVID, but 20 years. That's a long time. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> yeah. And they do excellent work down there. And it's the, I, I mean, they've got the USD uh, DA office right in the building there because they do stuff with chicken and cheese and all that. So it's just, uh, even the USDA guys, I, would, I was quizzing everybody just to kind of vet out and make sure I'm making the right decision. Cause it was a lot of money, a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the USDA said that that was the best and cleanest facility in Mississippi. Mm. So like, well, that's, that's check that box. Okay. Like, that's great. <laughs> yeah. We got long time employees. That's good. Like everybody eat the guy when it's nice out. I mean, shit, like once a week, once every other week, he'll bring the grill out and just make everybody lunch and stuff. Like they're fantastic. You know, yeah. that reminds me of this guy here in Memphis. Um, he owns the lighting source off on broad, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. And he'll do, you know, people have been working there their whole lives. You know, since they were like 18. Yeah. And because we had our store in Beehampton, and that's where he's at. And, dude, every two, three, four weeks, big cookout. All his vendors can come. Oh, yeah. Neighbor, anyone from the neighborhood, whoever. Like, and that's what he does. And that's why he's so nice. That's why he's been so successful. All these, he's been doing it. I'm, I'm not sure if he's still there, but he's been doing it for such a long time. Yeah. That, you know, everyone loves him. That, that's why they go for his lighting. They're lighting all these electric electrical companies and shit. Yeah. Well, little goes a long way with that kind of stuff with good deeds. Mm-hmm. you know, like that's, that's, that's great. Especially that he opens it up to like the community around there too. Yeah. Cause then that's just, that's built in security right there. Like, Who's going to go try to rob the guy's store that makes us burgers at once? Like he throws the block party every month. Why exactly. would you want to fuck with that guy? Yeah. So that's, yeah, we, we need more people with like community pride in the right way, I guess. That would probably help curb a lot of nonsense. It's tough with it. What you were talking about, like a lot of these kids getting into it mostly mm-hmm. and being a previous hoodlum myself. <laughs> if you're bored yeah. and you don't have much to do, 
And you get a few of us together. You're going to find something to do. Bad ideas, <laughs> always. You probably don't want to be their friend and be like, oh, that's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, because then you're not going to have many you're friends. Probably, well, you're probably thinking that's not a good idea. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't want these guys to be my friend. <laughs> I was the planner in my group. So it was just like, I didn't always come up with the idea, but I would run through all the scenarios and be like, all right, let's, let's make sure we got exit plans. Let's make sure nobody gets caught. No, yeah. none of this bullshit. And it's like, go get the thrill of whatever we were doing at the time and then just get the fuck out of there in one piece. <laughs> but, yeah, it's that's why I can't knock it. It's just it's funny, though, like in bad, bad neighborhood situations or anything like that. I am far more fearful of of like if I see a group of teenagers mm-hmm. than like an adult quote unquote thuggish looking guy. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, man. He might have a kid. He's got a like he's not fucking around. Like those kids are fucking don't around. even know what the consequences are yet. They think it's cool. All sometimes. that testosterone running through them, man. Yeah, you can't do anything about that. Yeah. That's uh you know, barring, you know, whatever. <laughs> some, some unethical things, I guess. But so how hard is it to make a bagel? Like what is the process? It's it's uh not that complicated on paper it's it's a it's a bit of skill work that that really comes in so i mean uh my bagels they're flour salt uh malt water yeast that's it and uh you know you get those ratios down right and you mm-hmm. can have something good and it's so can like someone make bagels in their kitchen without like some special equipment? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it'll take it would be small batch and it'll take you a while. Like I used to do about 120 to 150 bagels a day by hand. Okay. That's like 12 hour days, sometimes 14 hour days if I'm just working by myself. Wow. And I do that in 7 minutes now with my equipment. Really? Yeah. Fuck, so man. now I'll throw out I mean, I'll I'll put a thousand bagels out in less than eight hours. So how hard is it to get it down to a science to make it like big, big batch form compared to like a small batch? Uh, I guess that a lot of that depends on your intellectual capacities, <laughs> but it's, it's not too bad. Like, honestly, it just comes down to a lot of trial and error. Okay. So, so you just, you know, if, if this current recipe makes 16 bagels, if I quadruple it, it'll make, 64 bagels. Mm. It's like, okay, let's see. So you make that, and then you see, okay, well, the yeast is reacting slightly different on that side. So, like, maybe stuff is overproofing or underproofing, so you're not getting as much of a rise or too much. And so you make those little tweaks there, and it's like, okay, once you got it down, great. Now you can double or triple that amount and then just keep taking it from uh, there. Okay. But it all requires uh, you being okay with losing some some yeah. product and stuff. It's just all R and D. That's that's all it is. So I mean, it for me, it didn't take long. I mean, I started off literally even mixing by hand, mm-hmm. and then I got like a, my friend started letting me use his thirty quart mixer, and then I ended up getting a bigger, crazier mixer and just applied it to there and started maxing out like the amount of dough that I could get in that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean now, I want to say. God, probably each bit of dough, each batch ends up being like about 120 bagels. Okay. Now, it was like 36 or 37 pounds, something like that in the mixer. But yeah, it's a, it's interesting. I don't know. It's weird because it was one of these things that is like, 
I mean, I love bread. Mm-hmm. I love I love eating good food and stuff like that. But like, the bagels weren't ever really like a, a crazy passion I had. Mm. It just like kind of happened to me. Yeah, which is wonderful, and I wouldn't change a thing because I mean, shit, I've been paying the bills with this for over five years now, That's and awesome. it's been nice. Like hell, even. When we bought our house last year, I could actually list the business on there, self-employed, here we go, and it didn't fuck up our credit at yeah. all for it. It's like, oh, that's nice. But, uh, yeah, and it's really interesting because now uh, with the co-packer, I- I've been bottlenecked it every single time I've moved or upgraded a kitchen space. Within months, I was bottlenecked. So, mm. you know, the original kitchen space, not that great of space. Con- too small. Not enough storage, all the all the fun messing. And then we got to another kitchen space. I bought a walk-in freezer so I could get all my stuff stored at least. So I was able to like step it up to fill that up. Mm-hmm. The goal was to get five new clients when I moved into that spot. I got 13 in the oh, first wow. like, three months. I was like, okay, well, I literally can't make anymore because they won't fit. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I don't have time. So then I got a new kitchen space where the guy's got... I think a combined 10,000 square feet of warehouse freezer space. So I, well, that's perfect. So then I got some more clients and then maxed out my hours in the week that I was willing to work. And I'm like, okay, well, if I pick up a new client, that adds like a day I don't have. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be spending it with my wife or something. Yeah. It's at the end of the day, it, making the choice to go run my own business. It, it's all quality of life for me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've worked for so many other people. I've had a million jobs before I started working for myself. And it's the, the quality of life aspect, being able to say no yeah, and being able to, you know, go hard nose to like, Nope, there's specific time I have allotted for me and my wife and you know, future family, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I will not back off of. Yeah. And most people just completely understand that. And a lot of them wish they could do that when you tell them, like, why you can't do something for them. And they're like, ah, shit. <laughs> what, are you, what are you sure you don't want to, man? You don't, you, you know, you can take your wife tomorrow. Like, you yeah, know, like, it's like, nah, <laughs> like, nah, she's cool as hell. I, I'd rather hang out with her. And uh, now it's a, it, it's been interesting with that time management thing. And now with the co-packer, I... They can run uh, since it's uh, what, what is it? it? It's governed by the FDA. Mm-hmm. So USDA, what they were telling me, they can only operate between like seven. This, this is so fucking boring for some people, but they can only operate between seven a.m. and five p.m. because that's the USDA hours. Roughly those hours. Sorry if I messed them up, but uh, they they can only operate during that time. So they needed to maximize that amount of time mm-hmm. since I'm FDA regulated, not using any meats and stuff. Or enough cheeses to regulate for uh, to be regulated by them, they can run three shifts a day. Oh shit! So they could potentially do three thousand bagels a day Holy down God. there, like in full swing. And right now, uh, I mean, they're those guys. They're, their products are in hundreds of stores, mm-hmm. hundreds, uh, and they're in a uh, just a bunch of places. And they deal with very few actual vendors. So like your Cisco's, your AWG's, your, uh, your Kroger warehouse people, all that stuff. So they've got quite the thing going on now. And now, uh, they want more co-packing clients and they're, uh, going to be basically using me as the test kit for, uh, this little like business development to just kind of connect people with the people they know already 
and uh, to try to fast track people into some of these places when they have products that they believe in. And that's fucking cool, man. That's yeah. gonna be where it changed. Everything's just oh yeah, bro. Because now since they're already in Kroger, yeah. Dude, you're it's you like a shoe and not you know not if nothing's guaranteed or whatever, but like oh yeah, they gonna the Kroger people Delta region is gonna listen to what they have to say because yeah. they're in every Kroger. Oh yeah, they're in Cisco distributes for them. You mm-hmm. know, like you know, I think maybe GFS maybe also, but like these people listen to what they have to say. So mm-hmm. like, hey, we trust we we believe in this brand. Give yeah. it a try. And half the battle is uh, all, all the facility registration stuff which they already have on the account because it's all made in the same exact facility. So they know standards are high. They know that these guys are trustworthy and all that stuff. So hopefully, you know, things go the way that we're planning on. We started some talks with, uh, we've been having talks with Cisco for a while. That was even right before I had to move. Mm. That started. So that's coming back up again. They were starting talks with their Kroger people. We got some interest in, I mean, I've got interest from the casinos and everything. They just haven't opened their breakfast buffets yet. Staffing issues, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Big surprise. <laughs> yeah. um, so once that's all dialed in the, in the fall, that'll be good. And then, yeah, just trying to move on to bigger, uh, more broad clients and stuff. And honestly, trying to work myself into a little corner where I'm the phone guy. Mm. And I can just put in orders and keep my uh, my inventory and keep track of my supplies and stuff like that. And just kind of run it remotely would be the ultimate dream. And, uh, you know, just have more time for, for life, yeah. you know. So where all in Memphis are you located? Because I know when I bought, bought your bagels, I bought them at the High Point Deli or High Point Grocery. Yeah, yeah. They've been a great client. Um, I'm also, since those guys are the uh, the cash saver folks now, I'm, I'm also in the cash saver Midtown and South Point Grocery okay. downtown. I, I'm in probably. Because I know there's a place out east around here. Because I, I, when I looked at the website, it was somewhere around here. Oh, yeah. There used to be, uh, what was that? The Easy Way? The old grocery store? No, because that was that, that one's been gone for a minute. I know that easy way you're talking because it's a gas station now. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but uh, it was some place over. There, I think over by like what is that place called? Where the I'm trying to think? Give me the area. Yeah, it's over here. It's over by Ruth Chris on Poplar. Ruth Chris on Poplar. Oh, Capital Grill. Sweet Lala's. Maybe sweet law. It's in that like was that the regalia center? Yeah, it was in there. Yeah. It, was, it was listed on there. Yeah, the places. Yeah, they've been great. They've been great since they opened. They've been clients of mine. And uh, man, yeah, I've, I've got. It's in the high twenties or low thirties. I forget. Uh, That's awesome. Coming from a, a bunch of nose to twenty places. <laughs> yeah, and soon to be many more. And there's honestly, there's a lot of business out there. I've just had to say no to just because can't you know. keep up with production. Yeah, so now I get to start saying yes to a lot more folks and uh, just focusing on bigger stuff. Like I'll be bringing back pretzels now, as we were uh, we met with the food and beverage people down down there in Tun- uh, not Tunica, <laughs> Tupelo. They've got uh, the Bancorp South Arena, mm. and they had a connection in there, so they brought them over to the office, and I threw them some pretzels that I had just made that day. Loved them. They want to do something with them. So we're figuring out logistics now. So I'll be bringing back pretzels. And I was just informed that uh, my casino contact guy also works with, uh, or maybe it's the same 
a group of food and beverage people that do AutoZone Park now. Oh, shit. So, I mean, if he could... I told him about the pretzels. He said he'd get samples to the right folks. So, if they could do something like that in there, that'd be great. I mean, I had a contract with the distributor for all the Malcos mm. that do all their theater supply stuff. And that started February, 2009 or 2020 <laughs> and ended a month later. <laughs> Damn. Uh, thank God for them though. Cause that uh, honestly, those extra couple of big checks that mm. month, I, I really thought that shit was about to start taking off like crazy. And then, you know, COVID happened and I went down one week. I, I made $48 like, uh Oh, like I had a freak out. Yeah. I freaked yeah. out, dude. That was that was not looking good. You know, it was that was early like mid March where just like nobody knew what the hell was going mm-hmm. on, and just like oh god, we're scrambling. And thank God for those extra couple of checks because if uh, those got me over the hump until I got my very modest amount of PPP money to keep my folks paid and whoever was helping me and keep myself paid too, and uh, yeah, which brings up. How did so many people defraud? The I keep seeing like people buy like Lambos and shit. Yeah, like, I dude, was it's like, insane. Jesus, I filled out the same paperwork. They gave me seven grand for ten weeks of payroll. I was like, all right, like how are these folks? I see people like going on vacations and shit. Yeah. I was like, what did y'all do? Like Joel Olstein's like corporation, oh. you know, church people. They got you got like two point five. Million or something like that. Did they just find that in his bathroom or something? Uh, yeah, it was in the walls. In the, in the wall of the yeah. church when they were doing some work. It was like, they were like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But these dumb motherfuckers that are his supporters don't see, they can't see because they've got blinders on. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's like, yeah, those folks are, those, yeah, the, like, the yeah, mega church mega folks church, are interesting. Yeah. And then I forget uh, the other one. What's the guy's name? Where he's like the co, he made a COVID song. He's like, COVID, go away. And he starts blowing in the air. You know what I'm talking about? He's like, <laughs> I don't, but what the hell? Yeah. I'll define that and I'll send it oh, to you guys. Is that like Kenneth Coleman? Uh, that might be my favorite interview ever. Have you seen that? I don't think so. Or that, that, I forget her name, but some f- uh, female interviewer was, uh, went up and started questioning him about his new G5 that he got. <laughs> And he was like, oh, yeah, the Lord bless me. Like, Tyler Perry gave me the best price he could on that thing. And he's just going off That's and the same guy. I think that's the same guy. He's, oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. Dude, that guy's so bad. Oh, he is, like, the look he gave that girl when she just straight up called him out in front of all his buddies. Yeah. I was like, I think if there is demonic possession, uh, that look he gave her. <laughs> I was like, this guy, I don't know if it's his eye lift or what, but that was not a good look. Uh, yeah, I'm just like, I'm just like, holy shit, man. Like, they got so much money in yeah. those churches. That's, you don't even have to pay taxes. Like, get out of here with this yeah. PPP money. Like, shit, man. It gets, like, it gets even ridiculous. like some of these like super large chains in America got a bunch, yeah. like millions of dollars. Like, dude, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, it's like, what? How do you describe a, like, how do you define small business? Like, this mm. is all coming from the Small Business Administration. Yeah. And folks just took advantage of that. Helped us get into this fun little inflation moment. Well, that's that we're what Rick, right Rick, now. Rick was telling me that he had a hard time getting some stuff because you know when all the COVID, the PPP loan and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's like, man, I had to apply. Like, I think he said apply twice or something. Jeez. And then he's like, well, so many people like they just. Uh, uh, I got really lucky 
I got really lucky. I, I don't know if it's because I've had like auto payment with the IRS. I just set that up and auto like deposits for whatever. It, it, what is that? Just like your tax returns and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, but I, I, like that, it came quick. Like after I applied for it, it was uh, both times, both rounds. It was within a week. Oh wow! It cleared, which was just it, it was great because I fucking needed it. Yeah, it was getting tough there, but. Yeah, it is. what a weird couple of years. Do you years. think since you survived that, you can pretty much survive anything now? Yeah, everything seems a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, right now, you know, there's a lot of supply chain bullshit going on, and everything's more expensive. But at least it's more predictable, I mm. guess you could say. Because for that first year, nobody knew what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People were sick. People were dying. Like, it, everybody was arguing about how and why and all these things. And it's just like, can we just settle down? <laughs> like whatever happened, did they used to just have like public intellectuals go on TV and debate things, right? Yeah. Like they would, they would go there and one guy would throw a bunch of ideas at another guy. And then that guy would, throw, would reply to those and then throw a bunch of his ideas. And then they just mm-hmm. have this volley. And at the end of it, as a viewer, you could just say, Oh, that guy made some good points. I think I made a couple of good points, but that guy may have overall won that one. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'll, maybe I'll pay more attention to his opinions. Yeah. Instead, it was just like news network after news network and everybody just, just going at the throat, man. It was just wild out there on the internet. That was one of the things I was like, I, I got to get off because I can't even comment on shit or else I'm going to start upsetting people or <laughs> well, fucking it, up my business. The news now is just like it's basically clickbait. Yeah. You know, it's all attention grabbing and what can I say that's salacious to make people tune into me and rile people up and choose a certain team. And it's just like, stop, man. It's just I always say we're all going to die. So it's like, why are we arguing over just dumb bullshit? Yeah, it's it's useless. A, lo- a lot of the arguing is just useless. And uh, what is it like? Uh, like Rogan on his podcast calls that uh, that recreational outrage <laughs> that became real big. Yeah, like you know what? That's you got something there, bud. Yeah, like just, you got something there. It doesn't make sense, man. No, like, like people got liked to get upset and or didn't realize that they were just buying into that. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn. Like it wasn't always this aggressive. Well, they said like that. I watched a little bit of that. I think it was Social Dilemma. Yeah. Where they were talking about how, like, they'll feed different people in different states and different areas different information through Google searches. And so it's like you can influence people that way, too. And it's sad because that's manipulation. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's all, I mean, it's marketing. One on that stuff. But they don't realize that, you know, that... Oh, God, what's that old phrase? You could could move, like, the baseball. if If you hit it... Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucked it up. Never mind. I'm not even gonna go for that <laughs> old analogy. Basically, if you if you move something an inch that's moving forward on a steady stream, it, it's gonna move be a mile off course by the end of whatever it's you're trying go, to track. Yeah. yeah, it's just gonna keep this small small little nudges. That's mm. that's the one big thing. Like people don't realize that it's not like always one big th- moment that can change a society or change culture and all this stuff. It's just like these little things. Just these little things along the way, and then all of a sudden, it's normal, and then you keep going and keep going, and all these new normals and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And I mean, it's like like how language evolves and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But lately, it's in hyperspeed because of social media. Yeah. So it's 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 weird that we're trying to handle that, and it's it's 
it's fun to watch. Well, it's the thing about like uh, social media. It's so new, but it seems like it's been around forever. Yeah. And it's just like we don't really know how to adapt to it yet. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if we ever will be fully functional with it because I don't think people were designed to get so much information. No, it's too much. It's too much because that you just get overloaded and anxious. You know, that's like with TV, like all the different shows right now, right? Mm-hmm. There's, every time you turn, every time you there's something new that's coming out, right? Yeah. Or season six of this show, like <clears throat> I haven't even finished Ozark, the second episode, like the season six part two. They yeah. all die. Yeah, <laughs> and then like, and then like, I still Spoiler haven't, alert. you know, and I still haven't watched, um, I still haven't watched Peaky Blinders. It just came to Netflix from England yesterday. Oh, okay, okay. So you know, I was like, these are shows I love, but there's so much other shit I'm like trying to finish or watch. Like, yeah. I'll watch one movie and get like a like a day behind on something else. Well, you know, like it's just too much, man. Oh yeah, it's it really is, and there's it's too much of of everything. So I mean, there's. So much craziness and wild shit happening on the internet, negativity. Mm-hmm. But then so many so many artists now have platforms to to put out whatever they're doing. Yeah. Which which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, everybody's got an opinion. That's both ways. That's both ways. Now everybody's got their own little like milk crate to stand on and shout from the rooftops, all that fun stuff. And it's just I don't think everybody needs that. Yeah. Uh, some folks should be relegated to the street corner on that one <laughs> so that you understand exactly where it's coming from because some pictures are deceiving. Yeah. And you can't always tell the crazy just that's from, from both sides, man. Yeah. Because, like, I'll see something and I'm like, that's not right. And then I'll Google it and come to find out that's completely false or some mistruths in it. But then some yeah. people won't do their research and then they'll just believe it as gospel. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, that's like a lot of the, the folks, like a lot of people were arguing over science and stuff in mm-hmm. the last couple of years and not realizing that science is an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're always learning new and more information and trying to apply that to whatever you're doing. Yeah. And there's just a ton of people out there that were just, you know, like this is the absolute. And there was a lot of public officials acting that way yeah. where on either side of the argument, mm-hmm. this is what's happening. That's what's happening. It's like, do you... What's your degree in again? <laughs> like, what is this? Because I got a, a guy at the farmer's market who's an epidemiologist, and he called it precisely from the get-go. Yeah. He's like, yeah, this is kind of how they work. Hopefully it, it doesn't become too deadly and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, but here's how it evolves over time and all that kind of stuff. Because I was really genuinely interested. I, science and history are my two favorite subjects when it comes to school stuff. But he... He was explaining that to me, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, that, you know, give me peace of mind because you at least have like a track of what right. to expect. But then the whole way until we finally got all the way around the circle to exactly what that guy was telling me, mm-hmm. everybody swore up and down that they knew exactly what was happening and all these things. And this is the way to go about it. That's the w- not the way. Like, these people are idiots. You guys need to listen to us. Double speak, 1984 <laughs> stuff. It's like, yo, this Georgia Orwell shit is getting old, man. Yeah. They should have just admitted that not they're not sure what 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 the cause was. Yeah, how they're gonna get eradicated or how they're gonna come up with a cure. But instead, they're like, oh no, you have to do this and this and this. Like Tony said earlier in the podcast, we just did. Um, they should have talked about getting outside and exercising and stuff yeah. like that. You know, because oh my god, like get get on a good multivitamin. 
here's and actually here's some information how to find a good trusted brand of mm. multivitamins because yeah. not everybody tests their stuff because unfortunately the supplement industry is not regulated by the FDA. Yeah, it's so insane because when you look yeah. at the back of like protein and stuff like that, yeah, not regulated by the FDA. Like what the how are y'all selling it? Like what the fuck's in here? It could be half baking soda for all you know. <laughs> yeah. It's like this should taste tinny. Like what the hell is this? Yeah. And yeah, no, that's that's a real thing. So there's like a few brands that I trust myself because they are they get third party lab tested and all that stuff. So I went on and made sure I wasn't missing anything. I started doing more exercising as I could and just trying to take care of the mental aspect too, because that that hit everybody. Mm. I mean, that's to to an extent. And you know, it's just uh is an interesting balance there. But yeah, the the focus they really should focus more on just being generally healthy because there's 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 a lot of crazy shit going on. I, <laughs> I don't know how far I want to get in myself in a public <laughs> podcast here, but there is some stuff where it's just like, I don't know. You, you can't claim that you're super healthy. Certain yeah. folks, the way they're acting and looking. Yeah. And it's just like, ah, I could tell you from a mile down the road right now. That's, yeah. You could do better. And it's hard, but that stuff's really friggin' hard. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, it's hard to be a self-starter with that stuff. And, you know, some some people went crazy with it and, and did really well. Like, there's, I'm sure you've seen, like, shit, even a good friend of mine from down at the farmer's market, he, uh, he was over 400 pounds. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, he's in his mid-40s, I guess. And he was just hurting all the time and all this stuff. And then he got covid and it wasn't the worst, but it wasn't the best either. They got the first round of it. Oh, okay. So then he got, being as big as he was, he he got real lucky that it wasn't worse for him. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. And he lost 200 pounds. Oh, shit. That's In awesome. the next, like, 14 months or whatever it was. And he's been looking great. Yeah. He got on this, like, this uh, lifestyle change thing. Like, so it wasn't just some <laughs> fad diet that you're going to do for four weeks and then fuck off of it and all that stuff. And and now he started exercising more, so he started kind of bulking back up and in a good way. Yeah. And it's like, God damn, like... Like you, you really took advantage of that time, <laughs> and it, it was it was great to see. I mean, there's yeah. a bunch of comedians and stuff too that that went that route. And there's a lot of people that didn't go that route. <laughs> kind of went the other way. And you know, who am I to judge? Like, it's uh, everybody had their own battles and everything yeah. to go through. But like, there that that should have been more of a wake up call for the general population about just you know being sixty percent overweight in the country is probably not the best. Mm -hmm. Not the best look, yeah. I guess. It, you know, should be a little lower. Yeah, like that's what my buddy Paulie <laughs> like said. Yeah, yeah, maybe just like a fraction of that would be cool, and everybody would be a lot happier and healthier. Really. Yeah, it's just I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know what the true answer is, but like we were talking to a fitness lady earlier, um, and it was just like she was saying, like, I guess a lot of it's just mental. Like maybe it's like a a mental block why people get themselves in that predic predicament. Oh yeah. You know, cause like uh, we've talked to a bunch of people now since we've been doing this, they're like five, 600 pounds at one time. Oh wow. Yeah. And so like, obviously it takes a lot of work to get to that big. It's not like a one or two bad meals. I mean, you're eating yeah. like tens of thousands of calories probably a day. Oh Lord. Yeah. That's, you know? that's a, to get that big. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to get to like, even just to be, 
50 pounds overweight. If you think about it, if you're, if you're just not, you don't even have to fuck around that much for that long to mm-hmm. get uh, 50 pounds overweight. It's, you gain 10 pounds a year for five years. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it, if you just continue that, that'll just continue happening. I had a guy that, uh, the guy used to drive the party buses. Mm. He was, he was a four or 500 pound guy. He, he was so big at one point he switched from Mountain Dew to Diet Coke and lost 60 pounds. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That was the only thing he changed. Wow. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, your poor insides. That's okay. Let's. And I would always try to, like, we'd, when we'd go out on these jobs, we would usually have a per diem for food and stuff. And I would, you know, kind of steer towards the healthier options and all these things. And great guy and everything. But I mean, he was a Marine mm. in his early 20s. Dude was jacked. Like it, it was wild to see, and that's how it worked with him because he was a truck driver for so long. Okay, and just over the course of about fifteen twenty years, eating at fast food places too much, drinking too much soda, whatever it is, it just you know twenty pounds a year, thirty pounds a year here, it just it all adds up. And not being active, exactly, yeah, exactly. Because I mean, he was doing. He might have started before they had the electronic books, so that, I mean, they were. <laughs> <laughs> they were working 18 hours a day or whatever they were trying to pull. Oh, shit. God, yeah. So, I mean, it is it's it is tough. And especially if you don't have a history with it or anything, or like with fitness or mm-hmm. athletics or anything like that, it's so intimidating. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll go to that NBS gym. Oh, yeah. I love a good meathead gym. Because <laughs> those guys, honestly, like, it's the best. Because if you can just get past the fact that, Generally speaking, uh, speaking for myself, actually, I'm one of the worst looking people in there in shape wise. That's like for sure. Everybody's just jacked. (laughs) And it's just like, holy shit. Like I saw some I heard somebody through my headphones one day, like rooting on and I was in the middle of a lift. I was like, oh, that's nice. And I put the weight down. I look over. I'm doing like 135 pounds on something. And this guy just doesn't even have room on the barbell anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's levels. There are so many levels to this. Yeah. So yesterday at AC, oh. ACC, ACC, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the, so this guy was doing deadlifts. And I just got him done like maybe 20 minutes before him. You know, I'm not feeling strong. And shit. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I, I got played it, played on each side and 25 on each side. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And then this motherfucker comes. He's. Warming up with what I just got done doing. Oh, it's like this. So he's like, no, just leave him on there. Just leave him on there. Like, All right. So, you know, he's, it's like effortless, right? Oh, yeah. Then the second plate goes on. Oh. It's pretty much effortless. Third plate on both sides. <laughs> Motherfucker ended up doing like six plates and a 25 on each side. Oh, my God. That's like, there was like, like you just pounds. said, they, you just said, there was like this much room. And you know the little locking thing? Yeah. The locking thing was the only thing like saving the plates from like moving off. Just because, a little collar. Every time it goes, Kush. On the ground, like, oh yeah. I was like, all right, I'm never doing that machine again. I mean, oh I'm not ever do, using that thing again. Yeah, dude. It, well, it's it's just interesting because when I I've got this weird switch in my brain uh, when it comes to to like exercising and stuff. I am not pleasant to exercise with at all. Like, I don't, I don't. I, I actually I work out with Rick sometimes, mm. and it's more like working out alongside of each other kind yeah. of thing. Uh, my wife has tried to work out with me, and then uh, I just am apparently the biggest asshole ever <laughs> uh, during that time. And I was just like, I know I'm like I'm trying to get, I'm in the zone. I'm just in the zone right now. Yeah, and that's why I like those meathead places because they're 
first off, most of those folks don't get it twisted. They, they don't have more muscles than brain. A lot of those folks, they got to that point because they know a lot of things mm-hmm. and had a lot of experience. So I'll get pissed if somebody does one of these to me, like taps on their headphones to like for me to take mine off because more than likely they're going to be like, Hey man, you were kind of arching your back a little bit too much on those squats. You're going to hurt yourself. If you do maybe like drop the weight a little bit and then get and and they'll form check you real quick. And it's like, well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like that's going to, that means less back injuries, less time out of the gym. Great. That's wonderful. When I used to go to Planet Fitness, I would get asked by their personal trainers if I wanted to use their services. And it was like, bro, like, you're not, how are you not in shape to be a personal not, trainer? Not right? at all. <laughs> it was like, how do they screen for this job? Like yeah. it was, it was one of those things where it's like, I don't know. It's, I'm not going to take health food advice from somebody that, that doesn't, that looks less healthy than me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or yeah. same thing with like exercising or it's, you know, I'm, you got to look the part. Don't ask me how to make croissants. You know, like that's, that's it. Like I don't, I have no idea. I have no interest in it, but I, I make the bagels. I make yeah. The bagels. I can tell you how to make a bagel and it's just, everybody's got their specialty and their knowledge. And honestly, yeah. Getting past the intimidation factor of some of those like more meat heady gyms, uh, you you really end up having a better experience in my in my personal experience. I've I've had better experiences with that stuff, and I'd encourage more people to get out there. Well, with I think it. also like maybe like if you see somebody doing something and you're doing less weight, then yeah. maybe you'll try like ten pounds on each side more or something. You know? Yeah. Just just maybe I can go a little bit on the last two reps or something. You know? Yeah. Or the last set, or not feel like an asshole for calling a spotter over if you want to take the risk. You know, yeah. like oh, I don't know this guy, but he looks like he could hold the weight up. So hey, let's see. Just like hey, man, spot me. Most people don't care. Yeah, they don't care. They're it takes perfectly nice. Forty five seconds. It. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's like usually on their rest period. Like whatever. But that uh, yeah, uh, I just I, I love doing that kind of stuff, and I'm one of those folks where I used to be very intimidated by people that did anything better than me, mm. and it was one of those things. I just some point in my early twenties, I don't know, maybe maybe it was traveling perspective, maybe it was drug perspective stuff. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Just, do do shrooms in a controlled environment sometimes; it'll help you out a little bit. But uh, we've been trying to get him to do. Them. Dude, go for it, man. He's go for it. Oh, I was too. I was definitely afraid. It, it was, you should have seen the team of people that had to convince me that acid wasn't going to turn me into that orange juice guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. I, it's not for everybody. <clears throat> but if you don't have like a history of schizophrenia and like a lot of mental issues in the family and stuff like that, or in your own life, of course, I mean, just. Do it with somebody who knows what they're doing and do it in a controlled environment yeah. and with people you like because that's that's a set and setting. That that whole thing is just yeah. through and through, you know, because that I, that that's helped me in the past with, you know, overcoming anxiety and depression and stuff like it was just, you know, a yearly thing for a long time where I do it just like instead of doing it in a party sense or mm. doing th- something too crazy like, you know, I've done that, but. I noticed when I started taking it more like a like a sacrament kind of thing, like I'm going in with full intention for a, a purpose, for something I've been dealing with, and I want to come out with something, and it's mostly worked. Yeah, which is nice. And if you've 
If you got less experience, of course, do it with somebody with a lot more experience. Yeah. Yeah. Just be safe with that stuff and make sure you know where you're getting it from and all that. But yeah, we've had a lot of friends that have done mushrooms in like ayahuasca. And oh, yeah. One of our friends, he did a complete 180 after he did ayahuasca. Yeah. That's that's on my list. That, that's one of the things I still haven't gotten my hands on. I was just informed about a circle in town, apparently. Yeah. So that could be fun. Uh, but, you know, I think I might want to go to the jungle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go do it a little uh, more legit if I'm going to go through all of that anyway. Go through it the way that it was intended to. Well, we could talk about off air. We could talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, but, um, yeah, it's legit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How do you know? You don't. You've well, never no, done it. <laughs> I know. I'm not talking about me. I'm saying I'm, I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about. Yeah. People, yeah so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's some good people in town. Yeah. <laughs> Help you out shamanic ways. Yeah, but like I said, I think it's uh, it's worth a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was honestly, I was so afraid. And the first time I ever did it was a terrible experience. I just, everything went wrong. Like, uh, my buddy was supposed to come over way earlier than he ended up coming over. I had pulled a double shift that day. I was so tired. He got over at like midnight. I was up since five in the morning. We took him at midnight. <laughs> that was so dumb. And then I got tired. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I actually, we took, we took a lot. <laughs> I, I told him I wanted to see some shit. And he's like, here's enough to do that. Yeah. I was like, okay, okay. And, uh, you know, he, he was trying to prep me for it. And I was like, I didn't know what to do. So we put on a movie to mm. just, like, watch while it was going to kick in. And we put on Clerks 2. Oh, shit. Yeah. And you remember Pillow Pants? Uh-uh. The, the character. Oh, my God. The, uh. <laughs> What is it that that little nerdy kid that they uh, they were always making fun of that ran the uh, the drive through on there? God, what was his name? Either way, he was always talking about his fake girlfriend and everybody would always call him out for having a fake girlfriend. And he's asking him why they haven't hooked up yet. And he said, because of pillow pants. It's her. Uh, Let me see. <laughs> it's basically a bridge troll for her crotch. <laughs> and yeah, that was uh, there's some ominous. Yes, that's the one. That's the guy. It was such a funny part in the movie when you're not on mushrooms, but the ominous music in the background at the moment when he's explaining what pillow pants is uh, freaked me out. I had to turn off the movie. I was like, we got to go outside. Yeah. I went outside and it was a windstorm Mm. and the trees went from going left to right to expanding and contracting. Oh, shit. I'm like, huh. I think we need to go back inside now. (laughs) Like, shit. And we put on Pink Floyd, and I had, as anybody in the early 20s did at some point in the apartments, had the Christmas lights up around the house. Yeah. And uh, they turned into those little, like the reflections off the wall. They looked like those little, uh, like, angels that you'd cut out with paper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then they started kind of, like, dancing. I was like, oh, this is cool as hell. Yeah. And then I got tired. I was like, all right, I'm going to bed, man. He's like, you you can't. I was like. Yeah, you can't sleep. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> I was so tired. I was like, I'm going to go to bed. And I went to my bedroom. I got in bed. Instantly got the spins as soon as I turned the lights <laughs> off. I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. And then I had a couple of, I had like burped once or twice. I was like, oh, no, I'm about to get sick. Yeah. And. I had a questionable one and I was like, fuck, did I just puke in my bed? That's disgusting. <laughs> like, oh no. And I touched, I got up and I touched my bed. And you know, when you touch a pond or still water and it just ripples, Yeah, it did that. Oh, and I was like, 
okay. Uh, like, I'm going, I'm ran out. I was like, Andrew, I need you in the bathroom right now. <laughs> and I was just like wrapped in a quilt and I was just sitting there. I was just yakking my brains out. And it was like, at one point, he's like, hey, man, are you okay? I look up. And you know that moment in, in Fight Club right after he found out that he was also Brad Pitt? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So, spoiler alert. And uh, <laughs> so we're full of them today. Yeah. <laughs> we, I looked up, you know, it's like cutting away and he's like fading out of yeah. reality and stuff. I looked up my friend's face and it was doing that. I'm like, no, no, I'm not oh, okay. Oh. Y'all, and yeah, y'all want me to do this? Yeah, dude. Okay. Don't do six grams. Oh, that was definitely far not. too many. <laughs> yeah. No, do like a gram and a half. Start. Start there. It okay, ain't gonna like go crazy. One cap, one cap. All right, so you say, oh, yeah. I didn't realize you did six grams. Shit. Oh yeah. So did you look in the mirror when you did it? I always do. Man, always the do first time weird. I did, I was like, what is like? Felt like my face was like indented. Yeah. <laughs> like, what if? What if that's like the mushrooms Shit. were a gift from the aliens, so we can see them when we're not. Like one hundred percent normal, like in the brain. Well, fungi were the the first multi large multicellular organisms on the planet. And yeah, who was the guy last week yeah. said that's like you, they can survive in space? Yeah, oh, was that uh, that was David Martinez? No, that wasn't was, in the uh, mountains. No, it was people that were here. Yeah, they can. Uh, that's oh, how sunny, they think the spores sunny. got here, like on just you know on asteroid or meteors or whatever yeah. the heck yeah, he was he was like they yeah. the spores can survive in space that's the only thing that can survive in space is the spores of yeah. the mushroom them in tardigrades yeah <laughs> dude it's crazy but yeah i think everybody should try it at least once yeah it's enlightening it's it's interesting to get that perspective shift uh, i really do appreciate it and it's uh, for me it and that's all i can speak to like it's worked out well i've seen people just do a bunch of nonsense with them, and uh, but then again, I've seen a bunch of people like let weed ruin their life, mm. and it's like, yo, like, yeah. come on, <laughs> like that. It's like the latest weight thing you can do. Like the people <laughs> at the rehab are probably disappointed in you. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like that that scene from Half Baked where he goes up in front of the whole crowd at like the NA meeting. Uh-huh. And he's like, I'm addicted to weed, <laughs> and then Bob Saget gets up there. And is like, I used to suck dick for coke. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, boo this. Man. Man, like, oh, yeah, damn, so funny. Yeah, man, it's it, it's silly, but I, I mean, for you, yeah, dude, you should go for it. It's fun. It's 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 nice. It's interesting. You know, get some fucking play doh and some coloring books and shit. You know, maybe go in the woods, go hug a tree or something. It's weird. It's nice. I'm I mean, you're, you're supposedly making changes, so why would you not add that? I know, I know. This, I'm definitely, I, I'm definitely gonna do it. I just don't know when. I'm definitely gonna do it. Is this like when you were talking about you were gonna work out, and then every single podcast, <laughs> it took like a month or two months before you finally did it? It was, a, it was five weeks. Five but, weeks, hey, man. <laughs> a month, hey, man. But you did start, right? But I did start. Damn yeah, right, that's right. Yeah. That's good. I mean, that's I have good. some. I have some here. No, 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 no. Give, yeah. give, give them to me. I could probably make it back to my house before they kick in. Uh, I would not recommend doing that. Yeah. <laughs> don't drive. Don't I don't know, do drugs and drive. I know we can't t- keep you much longer. You gotta go, right? Yeah. What time is it anyway? Six, Six o'clock. Holy yeah. shit! How what time's your that? How, what time's your thing? Oh, I gotta actually. I gotta leave here in like a couple minutes. So yeah, we should wrap. I yeah, guys, wrap. I feel like we have so much to talk about. We'll definitely come. Back. Yeah. Do it again yeah. for sure. So we always ask people to what mark do you want to see yourself leaving on the world and what's your advice for people? Man. Oh, that's a good, good damn question. My mark uh, 
if I can leave behind some folks that I've made with my wife that are uh, that are able to kind of better society in any way, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. I don't care as long as they're just friendly, productive folks. That's that's it. Like I'm not. I don't have much of an ego about things. I don't. Honestly, even with business stuff, uh, with branding and whatnot, like I've okayed some things about rolling into other people's private labels. Like I don't need notoriety. Yeah. I don't need. Any, I don't really care for it. I don't like attention. I'm one of those people that's uncomfortable with compliments and stuff. So it's it's that that one's never been a thing. But if I if I could make some people that could make a difference, at least in their own communities and lives and stuff, and just be a blessing to people around them, that's probably the best thing I could do. Um, but as far as tips for everybody, like chill out guys, (laughs) chill out. Think before you speak, try to have a good time. Don't be so easily offended by stuff. It's just, it not, you don't have to take everything personally. It's, you know, it's people have been thinking it's the end of the world since the beginning of the world. So it's, it's something to just kind of take with a grain of salt. Yeah. I talked to a buddy of mine today, excuse me. And he said that, it's really profoundly said, but it's like, instead of being the antagonist in everybody's story, why don't you be the protagonist in your own story? Yeah. Cause like everybody's like always angry and you know, the villain all the time. It's like, no man, like be a good person. Yeah. It's simple. Dude. I almost was that guy. I was so bitter before me and my buddy went out on that trip. Like it was, I I hate it. I I was an angry person. I was a straight up angry person. I was not happy with anything or the direction, anything in my life. And it it took me, (laughs) uh, not everybody has to do this or should do this, but me and my buddy literally sold everything that didn't fit on our bicycles and then took two years to just gain a new perspective on things and just focus on that, on meeting people and learning differences, similarities, all that kind of stuff. And, catching the flavor from different towns and all that. It really, that, that more than just about anything in my life has been the most beneficial was just widening the perspective through travel. Honestly, that's, that's the big one. It's what Tony says all the time. Yeah. People definitely need to travel. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's more important of the other cultures and we don't really promote it enough here in the States, like the gap years and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, where, you know, it's it's a lot of folks get stuck. They graduate high school. Cool. I got a summer off. Then I start my college. Then I got a summer off and I start my career. And then I'm 45 and I'm not sure that I even like this career. And yeah. I don't know if I like this lady I'm with. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, shit, yeah. I need a sports car and a motorcycle stat and yeah. <laughs> something. And it's like, I don't know. You could have just like got got a little flavor along the way and. I don't know. People overwork themselves over here. It's like they say you can always reprint money, but you can't reprint time. Yeah, you can't. You can't, man. That's it. That was one piece when I was on the road that I got told by a lot of old folks. Um, I'm talking like retiree age and stuff. Like at the time, they would always be so they'd want to hear about what we were doing when they'd see our bikes or something. Mm-hmm. And it just the one thing was always like damn, I wish I did that when I was your age. Yeah. They'd always tell me life comes fast. Mm-hmm. Life comes fast before, you know, you'll be married and ha- have a mortgage and kids and all these things. And that does come fast. Yeah. And it's, I'm glad I was able to do it while I could. And I highly encourage other people to do it that way. It's not for the faint hearted, but it'll, it'll, it'll toughen you up. Yeah. Even if you aren't, you know, well, it's like now you have all these 
experiences and stories that most people don't have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're, it makes you more interesting. It's man. Yeah. It's set a higher bar for interest in other folks. That's unfortunately some parties or happy hour situations (laughs) where I've got to go to or something or join a friend or my wife. And it's just like, Okay, what do I talk about? Like, I don't even know how to begin a conversation with some people because I want to talk about that one time I got sucked into the AVN Awards somehow and had a wild night. And it's just like all these other people are just like, what's in the AVN Awards? Like, yeah. Oh, you won an award? Yeah. It's like, nah, I didn't win shit, man. I'm glad I just didn't get my ass kicked. That's about it. You'll have to come back and tell that story. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I've. God, I got a book of them, man. It's. There, they, I, I was a yes man for two years straight, and yeah, yeah it, it came at a just weathered price. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Well, it's been fun, man. I appreciate you doing it. Uh, where yeah. can everybody find like your socials and all that good stuff? Sweet. So I don't really post that often. You can check out. Uh, I'll share stories and stuff on Instagram and Facebook at Dave's Bagels. And uh, if you need to know where you can get any of my products, you can go to Dave'sBagels.com. Uh, there's a little where to find tab at the top. You just click that. It'll list every place that I have uh, in Memphis, in Mississippi, wherever you're at. And uh, hopefully it's not too much of a drive for you. I'm trying to add more places uh, as much as I can. I'll put all that in the description when I do the show notes. So. Oh, right on. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, Dave. Yeah. It's been fun, man. It's been great. It's been great. I Shit, I can't. I'm not even out of here. I can't wait to come back sometime. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, all right. Sure, we love bro. you lots. Bye. Right, bye.